0: Welcome everyone to the Outtakes Movie Podcast, where we're going to go through every single movie of all time and rank them objectively best to worst of all time. I'm joined as always by my wonderful crew, Amelia, welcome to the show. Hello. Joe, welcome, of course. What's happening? Jacob, what's up, man? I'm here as well. Hey, there he is. Now then, this week we are covering a very interesting movie, we are covering the Shining, before I hand off to Joe to take us through the movie, um, I want to go through two things. First off, um, make sure you've watched the movie as well and let us know what you think of The Shining as we go through the movie. And especially because we're going to be spoiling the whole thing and it is a kind of surreal experience. And secondly, there's a slight chance that we've all watched ever so slightly different versions of The Shining. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: So I watched the... Uh, extended Blu ray version, the two and a half hour version. Amelia, you saw it in cinema, correct?
2: I did, yep, and that the, was the longer one as well.
0: Um, Jacob and Joe, what, which versions did you watch?
1: Say no, no TV one, which I think yeah, is the NTV short one. The,
3: the, the short one without. Yeah, it's, okay. Which is really bad because I have it on DVD as well, so I could have. <laughs> I, I was like, eh, <laughs> it's I on tried? that too. My PlayStation's already on.
0: It's fine, but we've all experienced mistake, it differently. Be. Maybe that one's yeah, That's be good, that's going. good. Yeah. 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 So Joe, well I
3: have uh, yeah. Take it away, man. Talk awesome. So, um, right, so right before we actually get into the actual shining, I wanted to ask like a really simple question: What does everyone think of Stephen King and his writing? He's an intriguing fellow,
1: to say the least. He yeah, probably, I've never read any of his books.
0: He probably writes the most coherently of anyone field on cocaine.
1: <laughs> that's a, that's fair. <laughs>
2: He does seem like a crazy guy, like he seems really kind of like, whenever I see him in interviews or hear stories about him, you're like, oh yeah, Stephen King's like that.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so the only reason I actually asked is because I was going through my notes last night and um, I actually realised that I rip into Stephen King too much. So I want to apologise to his fans (laughs) right now because... I'm going to give a, like, a bit of a spoiler. I do not like Stephen King. I do not like his writing. So I'm going to state that right now. So apologies if you are a fan of his. But yeah, The Shining. Um, so uh, this, is, this is... I think this is one of Stanley Kubrick's best films. Um, and obviously it's based on the book of the same name uh, by Stephen King. And I'm using that word based um, very loosely, but you know, mm-hmm. we'll get yes. into that. In You've sec.
0: got two very strong auteurs there, and they all very yeah. wanted. They both very much want to do their own thing,
3: like
2: hundred mm-hmm. <laughs> percent.
3: Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, right. So I wanted to start uh, this episode the way I started my Batman episode uh, with two questions. So who had seen this film before we watched it this week? First
2: time seeing it. First
3: time Same. seeing it as well. fully. Okay. Yeah,
1: fully. Yeah.
3: So, everyone, this first time for all the way through for everyone. Yeah. Yep. I
2: knew it and I'd seen references Math? and I'd yeah. watched as many spoiler review kind of things that you could watch, but never seen it all the way through. No.
3: Okay. Right. <laughs> I went mean, that actually quite good, actually, because like, some of the stuff is uh, it's fine. Um, yeah, so, okay, so question number two is what did everyone think? I like, will go around each person individually, but I mean, don't give away too much because obviously we get the time, yeah, yeah. of course. Mm-hmm. But, um,. Yeah, so I'll start with you, Amelia. You know what what your first impression just got coming out of it, like what did you think okay.
2: of it? Um so like I say, no spoilers. I'm not a horror fan. Like I'd never have been. But this is a different type of horror, like we're probably gonna touch on later. And I liked it. It was it was good, it was clever. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh Jacob? Um So I reckon it's it's a good thing that I'm gonna have it explained to me. <laughs> <You lot. laughs> watching it through i was like okay yeah this is this is tense this is good i'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this and then some of it i was like wait ah huh? yeah so and I, i've tried watching kubrick before and this yeah. you can you can tell it's kubrick it's got some some screechy violins in there but yeah i i, I still i still enjoyed it i thought it was a bit weird but i still enjoyed it Okay, great, gone Sam.
0: yeah um I agree with you. Uh, I'm actually quite excited because in the middle of this i do I'm excited to teach you, Jacob some pretty interesting filmmaking stuff <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> yes. Because, because the thing the thing about this movie is uh it's funny, we joke about the objective best to worst list um objectively, this is very good filmmaking, like you can mm-hmm. really pull some stuff out of this um, yeah but similarly to you amelia i don't really like horror films and i used to think it was just because i'm a pussy and here's the thing i am a pussy but
4: (laughs) oh no i'm a pussy
0: (laughs) (laughs) but i don't think horror plots resonate with me well i don't think their particular type of roller coaster really lands with me because it doesn't feel like this really nice payoff at the end of like escapism it's just like oh i guess that's over then all right good that's usually where it goes so i often hit and it took this movie to make me realize this a point of no return, which I will tell you what, what it is when we get through the movie, okay, where okay. the plot fails to have any emotional power on me at all, so I can't even okay. be like scared or tense by it anymore. That being said, I still I, I still stand by. It's really, really high-quality filmmaking, and I can't wait to get into it.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, so, um, like I said, like, last week, um, I had three different films that I wanted to you know, pick from for this week. And I was I couldn't decide. And um, I literally hadn't decided even, like, when it came to pick picking. I mean, well, I did, but, you know. It, <laughs> I um, it, Throughout the whole episode, I was like, oh, God, you've got to pick something. And uh, for anyone who's interested, the other two films I was going to pick from, originally, it was between these two. And it was uh, John Carpenter's The Thing and Alien. Oh, um, two nice. yeah,
1: two nice. films
3: which I don't know if any of you have noticed. But because I couldn't decide between the two, I've been, like, bringing them up a little bit more in conversation to see what kind of reactions I was getting from everyone. Because I wanted to, like... If no one had seen The Thing, I'd rather do that one. But then, I mean... Because, I mean, they're both, um, like, horror classics. And I'm, like, a huge sci-fi fan. So I think that's the reason those two films, like, came to my mind when I was trying to think of something to do with Spooky Season. But, um... But I was trying to decide, and then I think someone said something or I read something or I was, I can't remember what it was. That about the shining. I was like, and for a minute I was like, holy shit, you know, I completely forgot about the shining. So I was like, right, I'm good at the shining, because I actually I love this film so much. Like. It's like my kind of like go-to horror film, really. Um but obviously it's like not traditional horror, but we'll get into that. Um, like even if you've not seen it. Everyone knows the Shan, you know what I mean. Everyone yeah. knows like yes. here's Johnny, and It's you see so all much. the, literally yeah. So you see like hundreds of parodies, and you recognise them as references to this film, and like um, like even because like, um, I I mean I didn't actually watch this until like I was in like year nine anyway, but I I knew all the bits. Like um, I remember being really surprised when I first watched it and found out the main the main character's name's Jack and not John. <laughs> and I was like, oh, but this is the film where he goes, here's he Johnny, why is his name Jack? Uh, and then, like, if anyone's ever watched The Simpsons, there's that treehouse of our episode where they do The Shining. The Shining. And um, she's like, give me the bad Marge or whatever. I knew that scene from The Shining because of that episode, which I don't know if that's a thingy, but... That's one of my, my favourite treehouses, honestly. But yeah, I really oh. like it, so I, I consider it a good thing. Um, but yeah so, uh, yeah, so before we get into the, the film itself... Um, we're going to talk about the book. So, has anyone actually read *The Shining*? No. No, but
2: I know how it differs from the film. Yeah. Well, that yeah.
3: Well, I'll let you so take that. *The Shining*, I have this. It's because of this book that I don't. That I decided I do not like Stephen King because I wanted to read it, and I've tried and I've failed multiple times. I just I can't do it. Like I've just I've come to the conclusion. I just don't like him. Like I've tried to read so many of his books, I never finished a single one. And like, oh my god, he just talks too much. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love how so he's written piece your... of paper,
2: but he talks too much.
3: <laughs> yes. Like I can just you, know, you just go through your work, Stephen, and just take stuff out. You don't need all this. Like honestly, like if, right, Stephen, if you're watching, you know, good <laughs> job on becoming like crazy famous. If you but, but I'm sorry, man. Too much detail. Like it's a bold statement, I know, because people like Stephen King, but oh, the man waffles. I can't yeah. stand it. Oh, you just oh, <laughs> Stephen King. Um, but yeah, no. So if you've successfully managed to read The Shining, um, you know that it, the film really isn't a good adaptation of it at all. Um, our boy Kubrick has changed a lot, and I don't know if anyone even knew, but Stephen King was not a fan. Yeah, he doesn't like. He yeah. hates yeah. it. Yeah, he really doesn't like it. He actually, he famously called the film a big, beautiful Cadillac without an engine in it. So, I like and, that. Yeah. And he describes the film as being very cold, which I love because, you know, the film's full of snow and that stuff. So. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. I think that, yeah, I saw someone who yeah. analysed it who said yeah. that, and I, I, I like yeah. that a lot, yeah.
3: It's, it's kind of, I, actually, I actually read that fact before watching it this week. And, um, like, me and my girlfriend were watching it. <laughs> and every time Snow appeared on screen, I'd just, like, lean over and whisper, very cold, like that. <laughs> and, um, it's, you know, she didn't stick around to the end, that's all I'm going to You know. Um, but, yeah, no, we really didn't like this film. And he really hated it so... M- well, hate's a strong word, but, like, he didn't like it so much that he actually produced and wrote a miniseries in, like, the late 90s that's a much like faithful adaptation. Has anyone oh, wow. seen the minif- I didn't series? even know
2: that was a thing. No, no,
3: no. it's not good. I watched um, one episode. Okay, and I was that was say. enough for me. Honestly, it's not great. Um, it's just it's there's too many weird things in the book that don't translate over well. Into Do you know film. what
0: on the top on the topic of like translating and stuff? It was only after I watched
3: this that I
0: properly tried to watch the Doctor Sleep trailer. And pay attention yeah. to the marketing for that oh, as well. I need to at we'll And it. Yeah, all of the marketing is based on the work of Stephen King, from from the author yeah. of it. That sort of thing. Like, it's no mention of Kubrick whatsoever. And like yeah. watching the trailer as well, it's very just flat, fucking boring, green and grey, like set. <laughs> Do you think it's going to be a very
2: modern horror film?
3: Yeah, yeah. It's be
0: <laughs> no fucking resemblance to Kubrick's
3: like so, vision at this all. This is my really weird thing about it because when i first watched the trailer because i didn't i completely forgot that they were making this and i watched the trailer and i was like is this going to be a sequel to the kubrick film or is it just going to be because it's weird because i was was saying to you jacob the other day wasn't i it's this the doc the, the doctor sleep film is an adaptation of a sequel to the book yeah but it's the film's a sequel to the film it's, and it's the book occupying this bizarre work. space where Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's, it's,
0: it's trying to attach itself very strongly to King because it, it yeah. knows that attaching itself to Kubrick would be a mistake. But the logo is exactly the same as the film logo, and even the yeah. posters that like, I don't know if you've seen them on the buses, it's you and McGregor. Oh but yeah, with the, space
1: for this
3: Yeah, yeah. in the like so door. Yeah.
2: When like, we it's, went to the oh, cinema no. to see The Shining as well, um, and my dad got the, the actual film poster, it literally in a red band straight across the bottom, it just says Doctor Sleep in cinemas. Da, 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 da. So even no. for the re-release in the cinemas, yeah. they're still heavily promoting Doctor Sleep. It's like, oh, once you've seen this, yeah. go and see
3: that. Yeah, yeah.
2: But will yeah. they work?
3: <laughs> see, I have a feeling that's why they've brought it back out in cinemas because it's not even that. Like, yeah. what, it's not even like it's a certain thing. It's like next year will be the anniversary, whatever anniversary it'll be. 1988, I don't need the mask. But um, next year will be the anniversary, so it's really weird. It'll be um, forty years. Forty I years. Think, yeah. Oh really? Yeah. 40 years. So they might bring it out again next year. I don't we'll mind. go see it next but year as well. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't mind seeing it in the cinema. Actually, like, it, I it, honestly, in, in the cinema, and it's.
2: I'm so it's, glad I saw it in the cinema good, yeah. for the first time because there are certain things, especially especially actually the screechy violins, that in mm. cinema, it, it it adds a different tone to it. If I get the chance to see. 100. Anything for the first time, or even the hundredth time in the cinema, I will yeah. do it because it's such a different atmosphere in a dark room with yeah. sound and a yeah. big. It's telly so much
1: different. Yeah, than just
2: in your house. Like it's yeah. so different.
1: I have only have experienced this one time, and I'm not sure it it's quite the same as seeing the Shining. But mm. it must have been last year sometime. Yeah, it must have been December last year. Did you go see Die Hard in the cinema? Wow, um, yeah, it's I'd still a that. classic oh. though. Brilliant! I love Absolutely, it was so. Even though I've seen Die Hard yeah. a million times, mm. the cinema yeah. changes it. It's so just. Bad. Yeah.
3: Well, that was my um, thing with Alien because obviously Alien is um, four years old this year, so they brought it out earlier in the year in the they cinema. They did,
4: didn't they? And
3: yeah. uh, like I get. I'm the same. Like we Die Hard. I've seen Alien so many times. It's like one of my favorite films. I've seen it so many times, but just seeing it in the cinema, just it was so different mm. and. It actually was kind of scary a little bit. Like, you know, it's a bit, I wouldn't say outdated because it's an older kind of, it's for like, it was scary in the 70s, but like now it's not so much. But when you watch it in the cinema, it's loud and it's,
4: mm.
3: yeah, it, and that's what I get the film that it would be with the shining as well.
2: This like, is why it's worth bits. seeing it
3: yeah. though. I re- that's why I really want to see it in the cinema, yeah. That like, like, we
2: completely missed it.
3: Yeah, well, exactly, yeah. So we we don't get films like this exactly. Anymore, so.
2: They'll be re-releasing Aim Game into cinemas when we're like all forty, <laughs> and we be like, yo, yeah, yeah. I went to see that in the cinema when it was like hyped." <laughs> 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 like my dad. Just imagine we, what
3: it was oh, like was back it? then. Oh. Like, we went.
2: I went to see something in the cinema, and my dad was like, "Oh yeah, I remember when I saw this in the 70s. I was like, "Ew, you're old." <laughs> what? <laughs> like you forget that? Like it's been oh, so long since things have been in the cinema. So it, yeah, it's crazy.
3: Yeah. See, you know what I've seen in the cinema, weirdly, that I always forget about? Um, Ghostbusters. I've <gasps> seen that that's in the That's oh, on soon. I don't they're know why. I can't remember thing. why. <laughs> but I just have that memory. <laughs> and it was really good. <laughs> but it's Ghostbusters. But like in the cinema, it's like... We should go and watch
2: more re-releases. Singing in the Rain was on yeah. on Sunday, and I didn't get to see that, and I was very sad.
3: I don't mind seeing that cinema, actually. To be fair, I just want to watch any film in the cinema. Really. I'll keep an it's eye, eye on the just a different experience, yeah. Yeah, oh, just a the different thing. cinemas movie. are available but yeah, <laughs> the Shannon. Um, <laughs> so one of the other things as well that King really didn't like, I don't know if anyone's read this, but he had like a big issue with Kubrick um, casting and Jack Nicholson as the lead role. Really? Um, Did he want yeah, Robin Williams? Like he, you know what, actually? One of the people they considered was Robin Williams. <laughs> it was Robin Williams and Robert De Niro. They were the two that they were thinking. Um, and it's, that yeah, like, so different. Like, I read it, and I was like, I wonder if they tried to use uh, someone... I wonder if they used Robin Williams to jet, get, jet, get get again <laughs> or whatever. But... Um, yeah, no, he really didn't like it. And the reason he didn't like it as well is because Jack Nicholson, at the time, like he was he was known, but he wasn't as well known as he is, like, now. You know what I mean? The only thing yeah. really that he'd been in um was um was it One Flew over the Cuckoo Nest or Cuckoo oh, Nest or whatever? I need yeah. to watch
2: that, apparently yeah. it's
3: amazing. That's like the one of the things that he's <laughs> he was in. Um and because um King saw him in that, he thought Felt that Jack Nicholson had he looked too crazy.
1: He does,
3: yeah. (laughs) But like, this is the thing. Like he says, and this this is an actual quote as well. Well, not the whole thing, but the end bit is um, that that first bit when you first see Jack Nicholson, they sit down in Mister Illman's office and they're just talking about the job or whatever. King says that you look at him, that Jack you look at Jack Nicholson in that scene, and and now this bit's the quote. You know he's as crazy as a shit house rat. That's what King. That's how King described him. (laughs) And (laughs) it's. I I I get it. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know what? He's
0: not wrong. He looks like a psycho. Yeah. Yeah. True. Like, Jack Nicholson does look like a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Ready to go yeah. off? Anyone. The eyebrows.
1: It's
2: it's
0: the it night. is the eyebrows. He's far too happy yeah. about everything, and it's like, what?
3: No, why? <laughs> why? What excites you about this? Mm-mm. <laughs> 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 yeah, literally, it's kind of it's. See, this is my thing with it. Though, like, I don't mind that at all. You know no, I mean? I, yeah,
2: I don't mind it. Like, it's creepy, but <laughs>
3: it's, yeah, it's creepy. But like in the book, the book is a uh, four hundred and forty-seven pages long, and. Quite tame, the, like King.
4: King
3: yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that's what right. That'd be fun. Have you seen it? It's about this big. <laughs> like I put it down on the table and go. <laughs> <like that story. laughs> um, but um, yeah, it's so, like Stephen King's. His issues with Jack Nicholson was that the story of the char- the main character, is that he's a normal, just a normal guy, and then he just gradually becomes crazy. You know what I mean? As yeah. the story goes on, which you know, I get. It's a good story. Mm-hmm. But, like, Stephen King was able to fit that into nearly 450 pages, whereas Kubrick had two hours. Also, like, also,
0: I don't know if this is a thing in the book. Is it a thing in the book? Because in the movie, it's very, very uh, heavily hinted that essentially he was always destined to to end up there, to end up in the well, hotel and always yeah. destined to commit those things. Like... If that is not a theme in the book, then you can say he's a normal guy who goes crazy. Yeah. But if it is a theme in the book, then you could say there are advantages to him already looking like a bit of a nut job yeah. at the start. Well, like,
3: see, this is the really like weird thing about the book. Because in the book, the hotel is a much like, bigger thing, you know what I mean? It's, the hotel's like whole... Like, there's a bit in the book, the bit where Dingy um, comes back, Dick Holloway comes back, um, that's like we'll get into that later on. But the, that bit in the book, apparently, when he arrives in the book, it's like there's fucking spirits coming out the ho- top of the hotel or whatever, and like the it, there's no that's maze corny. in the book, and instead it's like tree animals and they all come to life mm, and start chasing it. Yeah, and that all happens in the miniseries. For me, does it look terrible? It looks so bad. I bet. And it's just so it's just you just look at it like oh my god. Like, I'm not surprised Kubrick cut all this out because it's just, it's not great. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, like, another, like, fun fact, is i got a fun fact about uh, behind the scenes. Um, it's completely unrelated, by the way. Um, I just, just saw it at the corner of my eye. But you know the bit at the very beginning? Oh, you know what? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Because <laughs> oh, cool. i messed up, i missed a bit out in my notes. Yeah, so, right, originally, apparently, one of the other people they were thinking of casting for Jack was um, Harrison Ford, which I'm don't. I'm not i not 100% sure if that's entirely true, because they were filming this in 79. He would have just finished filming Empire, or Empire came out in the same year, I think, did it? Yeah, Empire came out the same year. So he wasn't really that famous. He hadn't done Blade Runner yet, and he hadn't done Raiders of the Lost Ark, which they actually... Raiders Lost Out was delayed because of the filming for this film. So I'm not 100% sure about the Harrison Ford one. But that's the segue into my fact, is that um, those scenes at the um, at the end of Blade Runner... Remember, Sam, the other day I was saying to you that there's that really crappy ending of Blade Runner yeah, where they're going through the mountains and shit. In the is car, like, oh, yeah, 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 we escaped, yeah. I Apparently, hate that ending! It's so bad, yeah. But those clips of it, like flying over the mountains, were um, out over the credits. That's like outtakes. From
2: the hey. I, see, I could from a Blade Runner family, so I knew that it's it's so mad.
3: Yeah, it's yeah. So it's yeah. They're all outtakes from this the, the opening scene. Actually, really weird. That but then it's shit, so just cut it out because it's a shit ending for that film. Um, <laughs> There's another
2: link to Blade Runner in this film, which we'll get to a bit later when we talk about
3: the scene as well. But just thought I'd let you okay. drop that nugget. I'm excited to hear about that Ooh. one because I only have the one Blade Runner fact. Hey. So I don't know that uh, fact. It's
2: not. It, I guess I don't know. I it, it's not a fact, but like it's a. Did you know? <laughs> Carry on. Right.
3: Uh, Here we go. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Um, Back, like I said before, Raiders was Raiders Lost Art was delayed, and one of the reasons it was delayed. Did anyone ever hear about what happened on the set near the end of the filming for this film? Does anyone this know? film, yeah, this film, uh, The Shining. It was filmed at um, Elstree Stu- El- Elstree, yeah, Elstree Studios in London. There was like a big thing that happened at the end of this. Does anyone
1: no. know? What's it? Big fire, and all their fake yes. snow melted. Oh, there was a fire? Yeah,
3: yeah. there was a fire, yeah. Oof. No, literally, yeah. So, the bit, because obviously Kubrick had this weird thing where at the near the end of his life, he didn't like travelling that much, so he did everything in in England where he lived. So, all of the interior shots were filmed here. Um, all the, any shots that required him to leave this country, he, someone else did it, he wasn't present for it. So, all those opening shots, he wasn't there for that. Um, it was the same like when you watch uh, Full Metal Jacket, that bit where they're meant to be in Vietnam at the end that's um, an old oil refinery or something somewhere near London and they just transported a bunch of pine trees in or whatever to like make it look like Vietnam because he refused to get on a plane and go to Vietnam so mm-hmm. fun fact for you there yeah. but yeah so, um, so all the sets were like built in studios and because they had to figure out a way to get the lighting through the windows, so it looks like the sun like bouncing off like snow and stuff. You had to use a lot of lights. And near the end, at least they finished filming all the scenes, but one of the sets caught fire because of the light. And apparently, it cost them 2.5 million dollars to mm. rebuild the studios, and that's why Raiders was delayed. <clears throat> And they actually, in the brand new studios, they filmed that, you know, that Bitten Ray's Lost Art was in the snake chamber. And they had that really high ceiling. The reason they got that so high and it wasn't like CGI or whatever is because they could build it in the new studio. So um, I don't know if any of you have seen it. There's a famous picture of Kubrick and he's like stood in like a coat, like laughing or whatever. And there's like rubble around him. And that's because he was there. He, he went to the, the rubble and was just like, took a picture of him laughing because the set had burnt down after he finished seeing it. <laughs> I mean, at
2: least and it's it, got a bit of I love the picture so
3: much. <laughs> he's just there, like, yeah, he's just like happy laughing or whatever. I have not um, seen that. <laughs> and yeah, it, it, you got to look, it's, it's a famous Kubrick picture. You, you, it might be one of those things that you've seen it, but now you know the context of it, so oh, makes okay. it makes it Yeah, maybe. Um, it's kind of ironic, actually, that the set burnt down because I don't know if anyone knew this, but at the end of the book... Um, the hotel blows up. Yes, because of the and boiler. And they cut that out of the film because you know, yeah, the boiler blows nah. up and the whole thing blows up. So it's kind of like a nice uh, little coincidence there. Um, well, I mean, not for you know Elstree Studios or whoever had to pay for it, but you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Um. But there's other. There's a bunch of other things different. So like you've got um in the book, Jack has like a croquet mallet instead of an axe, which I think is really stupid. Yeah, like, agreed. It's not threatened at all. It's like, it's like walk around with this like mallet, and he's like, oh, yeah, 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 mallet. It's like, all right. But even in the TV movie, he bashes the door with a mallet, and it's just, it's just significantly less threatening, mm. and it's just it's not great at all. Has
0: anyone, has anyone ever seen that movie that Stephen King directed?
3: Which oh, one? God, no.
0: Mm-hmm. Wait, maybe. I, th- I think it's called... My brain wants to say, like, Maximum Overdrive, but I might be wrong. Ooh, it's about it's that. about
3: this yeah. truck,
0: this killer truck. Oh, you it's know alive, what, maybe. And it's got the green goblin's face on it from the oh. comics. Like on the Whoa. front of the truck and it just like kills people and that's the movie.
1: No, I've not, I've not I don't think I've heard of that. Sounds a bit shit. Yeah, it does bit doesn't shit.
3: it? Yeah, it does, yeah, man. I mean, I, I, you know, I've heard of it, actually. I knew that he directed something. I had it in my mind that he directed that miniseries, but he didn't. He just wrote it, and that's why it's shit. Um, but, no. But, yeah, so that the, the one last thing I want to talk about, just before we get into the actual film, is um, this might be, this is one of the more, like, known kind of differences between the film and the book, is the, uh, the room number. In the book, the room is 217, whereas in the film, obviously, it's 237. Does anyone know why they changed it in the film? To annoy Shits
1: Stephen
3: King. Yeah. Wait, we'll say that again.
0: <laughs> to annoy Stephen King.
3: I mean, I I, ho- I hope so. That would be a better... <laughs> I would do that, fair, if I didn't like the writer. I actually read a thing where um, Kubrick... Stephen King actually wrote a draft of the script for this film, and apparently um, Kubrick didn't even read it, and just wrote it himself. <laughs> <laughs> he just... I can't remember what he said about Stephen King's writing. He called it, like, Week. I think he called it week or something and just didn't even read his version of the script and just wrote his own. So, you know, Kubrick didn't like him either, so that's fine. Um, well. But yeah, no, the reason he changed it is because the hotel they use for the exteriors, you know, the one in like the mountain and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the hotel is called the Timberline Lodge and it's in Oregon. Um, and the hotel management actually asked the crew, well, Kubrick, the crew, whatever, studio, whatever, uh, to change the room number because there was an actual room 217 in that hotel and they were afraid people would um oh, avoid the room
0: that's really stupid so, because if it yeah, had played the so, long game people really would have wanted to
3: stay at well, two, yeah. this yeah. is the thing apparently now room 217 is the most requested r- requested room in the whole hotel 217 So yeah. 217 there isn't a yeah 237 so they'll that go for that inspection, yeah yeah, so it's... Well, that's the reason they decided to go, like, really far up, because there was no 270, uh, 237. Um, but, like, has anyone ever heard that, about the conspiracies in this film? I, I mean, obviously this film was, like, a shit-ton of conspiracies or whatever, but I'm talking about the, the moon landing one. They Has anyone yes. ever read anything about the weird... Yeah. I have
4: heard Very about
3: Very vaguely, it. yeah. I do
0: know uh, yeah. mm-hmm. supposed to be responsible for faking the moon landing. And, yeah. Uh, yeah.
3: So, everyone always says that this film is his apology for faking the moon landing. <laughs> and, I mean...
2: <laughs> All I because of a quite, jumper. It's like it's because of
3: that jumper, that Apollo 11 jumper. Oh, is that it? Oh, I
2: God. know, this is
3: the other thing as well. The, re- the other thing that they say is, because apparently the distance between Earth and the moon is like 237,000 miles. And I googled it, and it isn't. <laughs> that's not the number. I mean, I'm not like I don't do space stuff or whatever the hell you call it. I can't remember. Call astrology. Or astrology. Oh, yeah. that's exactly it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not one of those people. So I mean, I don't know <laughs> astronomy, right, not astrology.
0: Astrology, astrology, is like astrology science
1: what's that one? stuff. Oh, stars yeah. and shit, isn't it? Oh <laughs> uh, well,
3: the moon, we were yeah, close. The S- space shit. You're not,
1: space, You're not an astronaut. Space. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There so you
3: go. space shit, basically. Um, so yeah, so I did a quick Google, and it's like 300-something thousand miles or whatever. So I was like, well, it's obviously not right then, is it dickheads? Do you know what they would say, but, though? Um, These
0: people, they would tell on. you that that's just a, a number invented by NASA in order to cover Probably, up Kubrick's yeah. apology.
3: <laughs> it's literally, like, it's just, oh, it's so... I mean, I get, like, I mean, like I said, I'm not, I don't do space stuff, so I don't know the actual number. But I mean, it's, it, like... The, dis- the distance between the number I've found and the number of the, the uh, 237, it was so massive that it, 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 there's no way. And they couldn't be like, oh, well, the moon was closer in the 80s. Was it? <laughs> I don't think it was.
1: I mean, it probably Whatever. was, but not by that much.
3: Yeah, but not by like A hundred over 100,000 hundred thousand miles. miles. Like. <laughs> like, just imagine living yeah. in the 80s, the moon was just huge in the sky. <laughs> like, <"Whoa."
4: laughs>
3: but, man. Um... But yeah, so that was all the kind of the stuff about the book. So um, in classic um, Stanley, uh, start again in classic, uh, classic Stephen King fashion. I've waffled on about random crap that no one cares about. So let's just get into the film. (laughs) Love that, Um, love that. So obviously, there's a lot to unpack with this film. Um, So I'm, I'm gonna, we're gonna go, I'm gonna go through the film like scene by scene, kind of like we normally do. But I'm, I'm gonna kind of be because obviously, like I said, there's a lot to talk about. So, I'm going to kind of jump over certain yes. scenes. That's
2: like, fine. But, like, we'll if here someone for has. Hours.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. So, if anyone has, like, anything they want to say well, about a scene, that I jump over, just, like, jump in and. Well, this give, is the thing, know, isn't whatever, it?
0: Yeah. Is I was reading a thing earlier that basically. So, you know, the, the, the opening credits. Would anyone yeah. say there's anything particularly interesting about
2: those credits? They're so long. Spooky.
0: Kubrick scholars would say there's lots interesting. For example, oh, God, the way possibly. they move across the screen. Going like from the the bottom to the top, guiding the same trajectory as the car, this little car, as Bumblebee. Oh, whoa. Jack Jack Nicholson's driving in Bumblebee. (laughs) Um, It's going the same direction, basically like a current pulling him towards the hotel that he can't possibly escape from. I mean, that is
3: how much ink has been spilled over this movie that people are writing stuff like that. I mean, you know, knowing how, what Cubit was like, it wouldn't surprise me if that thought <laughs> crossed his mind at some point. Like, he was like, oh, yeah, see, this is my problem. I don't, like, I like the thingy, though. I like the music. I love the theme for this film. It's amazing. It's got all those creepy, weird sounds as it goes on, the weird groans and the screeches and things. And, yeah, and okay, the opening scene's fine. It's got, you know, it's got the nice, pretty landscapes and you see the car going towards the thing or whatever. But oh, I just don't like the way the things go up. It doesn't it looks like it's been made in like fucking m- like movie Windows maker. movie maker yeah. or something. It's like yeah. jarring, yeah. It? Literally I'm like I feel like I'm watching some 2012 YouTube tutorial or something, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I feel like you know that song, that Dreamscape song that was in all the tutorials, it's like Doo- dude. <laughs> I feel like that's gonna start in a set. Or some like other royalty free songs.
4: I'm going to come up saying, yeah. like, um,
3: how to download Minecraft for free! Exclamation mark, exclamation mark one. You know what I mean? I feel like that's going to come up on screen. Like, it probably was probably fine and, like, edgy or whatever in the 80s, but, like, it just looks cheap in 2019. It, no, it you know what I mean? Really like, true. Just, oh, It's just, I don't know. I mean, there's going to be, like, people who love the film who are going to hear me say that and be like, oh, you bastard, but, you know, like, <laughs> it's kind of shit. I'm sorry. There's probably a reason he did it, but, you know kind of shit. You don't even use a nice font either, just saying. Um, but yeah, so, yeah, so um, obviously, oh, crap, we get to the hotel and we meet Jack and, you know, he's looking all friendly, the the hotel looks nice, everyone's like, oh yeah, everyone's happy, we're gonna go home, whatever. Um, we go into the uh, the office and we, they're talking, we meet um, Wendy and Danny and of course, like, the imaginary friend. Tony as well, who doesn't appear in the film. Um, that thing that he does with his finger as well, I actually found out that that was something that um, Danny Lloyd did in his in his, in his um, audition. He just did it. He just he was just like talking to his finger in his audition, and they loved it so much that they kept it in. Oh
1: so, wow! I you said, yeah. like, the it is a devil finger. Or something. I don't know.
2: I don't know. <laughs> well,
1: devil like, you guys remember devil <laughs> finger? Remember <that>? Yes, <laughs> I do. That's, that's <laughs> what that shit was. That's all that is.
3: <laughs> well. That's sort probably of, like thing. I thought that was really weird. That seems like something like cubit read the book and he was like, "Oh, I don't want him to appear. I'll just do something weird instead." But no, it's not. Just like weird. It's cool. <laughs> I think it's quite cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was wondered as well. As well, like um, like Tony. How did he come up with that name? Like, because obviously, like he hears people talking to him. Maybe he, he likes Tony gangster films. Well, this is the thing. Like, did did he like? Did he hear like Tony's voice in his head? And like one day he just appeared and he was like, yo, what up? My name's Anthony, but my friends call me Tony or something like
2: that. Like, A <laughs> thick like Italian monster wanna...
3: accent. <laughs> yeah, like like he's just like, eh. <coughs> Danny. I mean Don't... Oh, that sounds more like that guy from Star Wars, doesn't it? That like wasp Watto. Guy from... <laughs> oh, Watto. Yeah, him, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Danny <laughs> oh, no. I mean if you if
0: you take if you take the idea of the shining being a real power then yeah I think that's exactly <laughs> what happened could you imagine yeah. if it had gone like all the other way and the, the bit where like danny describes it as a man that lives in his mouth and then crawls into his stomach if they'd have yeah. actually like cgi'd in a little man like oh no like looking over his coffin stuff
2: <laughs> that would be unsettling
3: oh, in itself. it would could you imagine him just opening his mouth and just seeing like a face in the back of his throat <laughs> that would <laughs> be like, horrible. Don't like that. It, literally, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be, that'd be horrible. See, that's the th- in the in the TV series as well. Um, he does actually appear. Like Tony is like a physical thing that appears, and he just like floats around and he walks. And like as the show gets on, as the show that like, goes on, he becomes like he comes like closer and closer to him. So like at the beginning, he's like way over and whatever, and then the show goes through, and like Tony like comes like older, like he comes like closer and closer. But there's like a weird twist at the end. So at the very end of the TV show, it skips a couple of years to Danny's graduation. And Danny stands up and he's Tony. Like he's, the actor playing older Danny is the one playing Tony. So like this whole it's this big weird reveal where Tony's just older Danny. And it's really weird and it doesn't make any sense. And like Jack appears, and it's this whole thing, it's shit as well. So, that
2: so. means and McGregor is just gonna be Tony, you know? It's all gonna be weird. Yeah, well, that's like... the thing.
3: It's, I don't know if that's in the book, but if it is, then is he gonna be like, gonna be like, talk? Imagine if he like talks to like his younger self or something, and that's why, that's the big plot twist of the whole film. Oh, oh god, my god, be it'll
0: be like CGI. You and McGregor from like, oh. Phantom
3: Menace*.
1: Like, yes. <laughs> yes, please. Oh God, more you and him. McGregor, but like actual C. Jim the clip with the little hair in *Doctor Sleep*. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the God, robes and happens. everything. Jesus.
3: Well, did you know as well that the kid who plays Danny as well, he's actually never done anything else since this. He was in like one other mm. thing, and he's like a biology teacher now or something. Whoa. Yeah, he didn't Oof. even know they were making *Doctor Sleep* until he saw the trailer, and he said that it was <laughs> oh, alright. <laughs> So does that? Well, I love how they didn't um, even like give him a heads up. Yeah, so oh <laughs> well, yeah, you'd think, yeah, but I mean, I guess not. He better get like free admission or something. Get, get to see the film for free. Like, he not literally appears in it. Like, I imagine there's going to be a flashback with him as a kid at some point. Because exactly. there's literally one in the trailer. So be like, I'm literally the kid in the thing. <laughs> so <laughs> let me in, <laughs> like. It's like, I mean, I, I can't imagine they would do that, you know. Um, but yeah, so, like you said before, that there's different versions of this film. So I watched the one on Now TV. But one of the weird things about this is um, the difference, right? So the bit when Danny has the vision, the very yeah. first one, yeah, yeah. he sees the twins and he sees the... The, um, the blood. The, the blood, yeah. yeah. So, Jake, Jake you said you watched it on Now TV as well, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. So in that bit, he has the vision, doesn't he? And he just cuts straight to closing day, yes. doesn't it? Yeah. So, Sam and Amelia, the versions that you watched, what happens there? Is um, there a bit the, where the doctor's The doctor
0: you? comes in, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. Tells, tells explains, you about... explains to Wendy that it's probably nothing, it's just the kid acting up, you know, these yeah. things happen sometimes. He's clearly not like socialising well, so he's made up a friend and don't worry about it.
3: Yeah. Um, in either of your versions, was there a bit where Wendy tells her about
4: the time Jack broke his
3: arm? Yes. There was? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I... Because I was trying to find... Because I knew that bit was in it. And when it wasn't in the film, I was like, wasn't there a bit where she tells someone about thing a? So, I went back and I tried to find the scene. And I couldn't actually... I found a version of it where it cuts off just before she tells her. So, like... Okay yeah it's really weird so like the doctor's like oh yeah yeah doing this whatever when he says something the doctor says something it cuts uh closing day and i'm like okay i'm glad so, that
0: i saw that scene because yes, to be honest yeah yeah
3: if, if it hadn't if i hadn't have just
0: seen it and then whatever it is like an hour and 40 minutes later when jack's
3: like okay i hurt the kid once but it was an accident yeah you, you know context between it would you. In, yeah totally well, see- in the dark Well, Jacob, what did you think of that then? Because in that bit, that would have been the first time you're hearing about Jack hurting Danny. Yeah, so what did you think about that?
1: So this is all while he's at that imaginary bar, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. So he just says, oh, I did it once. And you're like, okay, how how serious do you injure a kid for it to be like, oh, you definitely strangled him again this time? Like, to begin with, I was like, oh, maybe he just, did he, like, try and stab him? Did he go crazy before? Did he actually strangle him? I had no idea. And then as soon as he was explaining, oh, yeah, oh, and I slipped. I was like, what, well, was that well, actually an accident? Or did he, is he just coming up with a really shit excuse for the reason that he actually beats kids?
3: Yeah. Well, so like, this is the, this is the interesting thing. Like, it changes. I'm actually glad that, like, two, like, there's two versions here. Because, like, it, it changes your, like the way you look at him, I think. Like, would you, like when Jacob and you saw it, so you were kind of like, at that point you are, you're already like, oh wait, so he's done something like this before. Yeah. It kind of thingy. Whereas when you see it at the beginning, you already know that he's a bit thingy, so it changes the way you look at him throughout the beginning of the film.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, so at, at that point, whether he did or didn't do it was a bit ambiguous, but the f- it was so odd that he just, it felt like he switched characters like overnight. Yeah. He just changed. And so yeah. it felt more like he was coming up with an excuse and had been crazy all this time and just kind of switched between. Yeah. But actually, if he did go crazy just at the hotel, I imagine seeing the full version would have helped explain that a little bit better.
3: Yeah. See, I, I, I was trying to think about, like, I don't know which version I would prefer to see because obviously the version I remember is her telling her at the beginning. So I knew about it all the way through anyway. So because I watched this like years ago, I can't remember what I thought. But I think that, yeah, maybe finding out at the beginning would be a little better, maybe. I don't know. Just, I think it
2: helped for know. me seeing it first
3: time. Yeah, because you go into it knowing already that he has he's capable of hurting his thing. I tell you what, as it well. Makes the, well line,
0: the line does a lot of work because, uh, and I think on very much on purpose, Jack and Danny have such a little interaction in this movie they only really directly interact, like, two, maybe three times. Yeah. So, even though what you're being told is that Jack has hurt him in the past, it's still being told about an extra interaction, and it, yeah. and it, it, it did some work early on in the movie to make them feel like a more cohesive unit, like a full family. Yeah. To me, anyway.
3: Yeah. See, this is the thing, like, um, it makes... I feel like, knowing that, knowing that he's done it in the, before... Makes that bit where it's just him and Danny in the bedroom, and he's like, "Would you hurt? Mom, would you hurt me and Mom?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah." I would never. He would like, "I love you, Danny." Or whatever. It makes that bit a little more like tense because, tense, yeah, mm-hmm. you know that he's kind of he has done it in the past. He's saying that he wouldn't, but you know that he has. So it's kind of I, don't I know. love
2: where it's said as well in context to yeah. what happens because yeah. even though I've not seen it, everyone knows the scene. I was like, oh, "Is not that the room?" Isn't that like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's quite good. A bit of full channel. Well, Yeah, it's
3: thingy in it. It's yeah. So I think that's quite interesting, actually. That um, there's different versions. I don't quite know why Sky cut that bit out. Like I don't. It's know not.
0: It's... it's not Sky. So... Well, it's not. Yeah, it's thingy. So isn't what that the it American is American
3: version or something?
0: What it is is yeah. So the 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 US version came out before it was released internationally, and that's the full two and a half hour version. Yeah, and that's what you. If you Google like the Shining runtime, that's the information you'll get. And when it came to distributing internationally, there's been a little bit of debate, but a thing, the thing that I think it is, is um, it was money saving. It mm. was just literally cheaper to get the shorter reels and to, get, um, and to distribute on like VHSs and stuff that were under two hours than to buy the ones that went over it. So they yeah. cut 24 minutes to save money. That was it. It's just the wow. money Crazy. saving that, really
3: thing. that makes me really sad.
1: Especially it's that's how amazing. we stream everything now. It's not like we're physically plugging in a VHS. Well, You'd like to think, well, well, why not just yeah. get the full that's version? That's
3: the weird thing. Yeah, because, but yeah. Well,
0: one of the reasons they do it, I think now, is is not to save money, but instead to make money because now yeah. they get to charge you more to watch the extended version. Mm. Yeah, it's always direct. Which is what cut. happened to me. Oh, yeah. I was a, I was the mug that bought like a really expensive <laughs> Blu-ray to watch the. Full
3: You're movie. the reason they do it, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Sam. I mean, I
2: paid five ninety-nine for the cinema, so I
3: guess yeah. I mean, it's. It, I, I completely. Well, sorry, The only reason I even looked into it is because I was watching it the other day and I was like, what was that scene? And I just Googled it and it was this whole big thing about how it's all the different versions. Like, I'll get to it later, but there's a bit with, like, Wendy. I don't know if, like, it was in. Like, near the end of the film. I'll talk about it later. But, um. But, yeah, it's, it's. I don't know. It's really weird. But, yeah, so, um. Yeah, so there's that bit and they go to closing day and we hear about, um. The, the bit with the cannibals and they get stuck in there they have to eat each other and stuff. And yes. it's like that really weird thing where it's like, um, well, it's not weird, is it? It's like, it's, like, it's fine, oh, because he heard it on the TV. And it's like, like my dad used to do that to me. It's like totally <laughs> like sensitized said
2: to it, yeah.
3: Like he would just like, yeah. It was like, oh, well, it's fine because he saw it on YouTube. He saw it on, you know, so like, I mean, it makes my dad sound like he's really He's not. <laughs> he's, 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 he's very hip. But, um... <laughs> But like, yeah, uh, there's, yeah. There's that. I think that that bit, that just that story, just um, reinforces like the history of the area. I think. But then, actually, you're saying that doesn't he say that it wasn't even in that part of? I
2: can't remember. I think it, yeah. I, I don't think it was. But the fact that they mention it is basically yeah, making the area it more kind sinister.
3: of just <laughs> yeah. Because there's another theory as well that this film is about like the massacre of like. Native American. Tribe.
2: Yeah, it's something to do with it's, it's really, built on a yeah. I've,
3: I've yeah, heard the and like it's something like all there's like there's little things like the bit where Jack's like throwing the ball at the wall, mm. and he's he's throwing it at the the tapestry thing on the wall, and it's like yeah. oh America just you know, and then all the all the times there's violence, there's red, white, and blue or whatever something like that. I, I didn't really read really, it's stupid, so I didn't really read into it much. But um, but yeah, so. Yeah, so they, they look around the hotel. We get like a tour of the hotel. We see all the um, all the rooms and all the places that we uh, you know become familiar later on. Um, and we meet uh, we meet uh, we meet Hong Dick Kong Horan. Well,
2: There's a hint for what? it's The guy who does the voice of Hong Kong Fooey.
3: What is I'm it? Not actually? even
2: joking. <gasps> it's Hong Kong Fooey. Oh, that's amazing! Um, I didn't know that at yeah. all. Oh, that's so cool. My dad so was cool. like, "Yeah, that's Hong Kong Fooey," and I was like, "No." <laughs>
3: Well, that's just made him even better. Exactly. Amazing. Oh, man. Exactly. I didn't know that. That's yeah. so cool. Um, you, well, so Hong Kong Fu tells us about um, <laughs> The Shining. We find out... I think it's quite thing, actually, because in the book, it's like a whole thing. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's The Shining, whatever. Whereas in this, it's like a, just a small interaction, isn't it? And we just... All we know is that we, we find out Danny's not, like, the only weirdo who can, like, see stuff. Like, yes. Yeah it it just it establishes the possibility that other people can do it. I think the theory that Jack has the shine as well or that Jack can shine it kind of hints at, not that doesn't hint it, but you know what i mean that's something it's one of the theories that the film like um puts forward so but I think by you finding out that there's other people who can do it 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 it, it creates the possibility for a theory like that so I, yeah. I
0: honestly think Jack can shine. It certainly explains yeah. one scene we'll be getting to at some point. Yeah, like because there's, 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 it's a plot hole, otherwise. <laughs> so I think yeah, well yeah. yeah, literally
3: yeah, yeah. That well I, I, know, I know I think I know what scene you are on about one. Yeah, I totally agree. That's the reason. Um, but yeah, so they do all the thing. Not that really he talks, about. we we hear about um, room two three seven, and it's like oh, don't go in there. It's all spooky and yeah. Um, so you're like, ooh, what's, what's in room 237? I remember watching the film as well and thinking like, seeing the outside of the hotel and being like, there is no way that hotel has, that the second floor has more than 37 rooms. There's no way at all. Like, it's, just, it's too small, but you know. But then that's actually another thing is that, did anyone like notice like how weird the architecture was for this place? Like it made absolutely no sense and it changed constantly. It's like a really subtle thing but that bit when it skips the next bit where danny's like riding around um, yeah the thing the set changes i don't know if you've well, noticed so th-
0: oh. th- this is this is important actually i think this is a this is a a thing i think is important to touch on i'm sure amelia and joe you've already picked up on it um jacob did you know, jacob yeah i was gonna <laughs> ask you directly did you well, notice anything <laughs> about the framing of this movie
1: as in it was in the middle, lots, or...?
0: Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> so um, so this movie's shot on, like, ultra-wide-angle lenses uh, almost always, and almost the entire movie, save from some very select s- sequences and scenes, the actor is positioned in the middle third. Um, anyone who does photography or, or, or film will know that you, if you... You can do it now if you turn your phone on, You turn your camera on, you'll get a grid system. And traditionally speaking, if you've got an important character, you will position them in the right or leftmost third of the screen, depending on what you're trying to convey, because it's just the thing that's most naturally pleasing to the eye. Whereas in this one, all of the people who are supposed to be the main characters occupy the middle third, which means the right and leftmost third of the frame almost always is the true main character of the film. The hotel itself.
1: Yeah.
4: Ah. Huh. Pretty clever. <laughs> I,
1: I just <laughs> thought oh, oh, all <laughs> the middle, that's, that's nice. Okay. <laughs> sure.
3: Well, this is the thing, like, the design of the hotel, because obviously they built the whole thing on the sets, they got to design it, like, a certain way. So it was designed to freak you out, basically. So the architecture was purposely wrong. So, like, the bit when they go into the manager's office... It's got that big window behind him, hasn't it? But then when he comes literally in the same shot, it's like a long shot. He comes out. No, it's as he's outside of it and they go into it. You look, there's a corridor that goes behind it. So there shouldn't be a window there. There's literally like, there's a corridor that goes down. It splits both ways. So there shouldn't be a window in that room. It should just be a corridor. It should just be a wall. But because it is, it kind of unbalanced. It's weird. It makes the hotel seem wrong. Yeah, yeah, but that's the point. Like the bit where you follow Danny round, like he goes round a corner or something, and then all of a sudden you see the balcony at the top. Like he's suddenly gone up a floor, and you can see through like a, a crack in a door that the balcony to that big room. Like they're now upper floor, and it's really weird. And that's kind of how they do it. And um, it's like long corridors and it's winding stairs and it's it's really weird. And that's one of the things that's wrong with the um, the TV series is because he filmed it in the hotel that inspired Stephen King. So it's just a normal hotel and it just doesn't fit at all. It's just, it's not, there's nothing wrong with it. It's got like floral patterns on the walls and it's, it's just, it's too, it's too normal. And that's why I think think the hotel's really kind of like interested in this one. But yeah, so, um, but yes, let's say. Who do you reckon shoots
0: the best corridors, Kubrick or Ridley Scott?
1: oh that's a good question Actually, <laughs> you know Wait, what? The don't want one know. who makes those Marvel Netflix shows where they're all fighting in them. <laughs> that guy whoever <laughs> does those
3: them I remember watching Daredevil the first time and being just like watching it I was like oh corridor style so cool. <laughs> I was literally like and even when they tried to do it in like the other well I mean I say tried they did it quite well in the other series as well but they really always yeah. have like a corridor shots don't they and they're yeah. just they're so cool they're so cool. Do more. Why are they not in films? Corridor shots can be so cool. Remember that one in Rogue One where Daffade is just like... Whoa. Oh, I'm mean, so to tell <laughs> that is today. Oh, don't even start. I love that scene. So that made that film, like, oh, I love that film just purely for that scene. I mm. love corridors. Corridors can be so interesting. Speaking um, of
2: corridors,
3: <laughs>
4: The Shining. Yeah, so,
3: the Shining. Um, but yeah, so we'll move on. So like, um, we get Jack and there's that scene where Wendy's like waking him up with breakfast and I think even at this point he's acting pretty normal yeah. I like, don't know he like, dips
2: his his bacon in that egg for a long time
3: <laughs> yeah okay, I'll give you that one that, he, what, he, he's just like Whoa. yeah like, I get, I'll give so you that do you know
2: one. What, I tell you
3: it's like stop hotel has quite the influence on him in that scene I know what you mean Um, but like yeah I mean other than obviously the the bacon and the egg thing He's <laughs> um, acting pretty normal. Yeah. Like in the book, they're like, the, the the two of them, they're like about to get divorced and like they go on to the the thing and they go to like to the hotel to try and like fix the marriage or whatever. But here, they're just kind of like, he's happy, he's like, oh yeah, I'm going to do some writing. And she's like, oh yeah, go for a walk. Oh, it's fine. And he's like, oh yeah, books and stuff. And it's, I don't know, it's weird. And then obviously they caught so the Jack's throwing the ball around and he's obviously like putting off his writing or whatever. Um, and they go around. uh, We we like see the maze for the first time properly here as well, and it like establishes it. It's like you know all that stuff. Um, I really like that shot as well, where he like leans over the maze and you see them. Yeah, really cool. Um, fun fact for you as well. I've uh, I've actually seen the prop they used for that scene in real life, like the actual maze. So earlier this year, in summer, there was like a Kubrick expedition in London.
2: There was!
3: Yeah, and me and my mate went to it, and that was the only reason we went to London, to go to this Kubrick expedition. I also saw Buckingham Palace that day as well, for the first time in my life. Nice. It wasn't as good. Um,
4: <laughs>
3: but, oh, man, Lisa was thoroughly disappointing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, thingy. I mean, well, no, Liz was home, so that was kind of awesome. Well, no, it wasn't. It was <laughs> Liz was home. So um, well, Well, I mean, I don't want to do. I stand outside someone's gate and just look, oh, yeah, the Queen's in there, right? Everyone's, like, taking pictures. But, yeah, that's a whole different thing. That's just <laughs> British tourism or whatever. But, yeah, no, I've seen, like, the actual, yeah, the maze they used in the film. And I should warn you as well, because I did this while I was watching it with a girlfriend, and that was one of the other reasons she left halfway through. Every single time something comes up on screen that I've seen in real life in this expedition, I would point it out, because... Nice. Literally, so... I was watching it, I was like, I've seen the real version, I've seen that in real life, and, Flex. Seen that, and yeah, literally. It's a weird thing to think here, but yeah. So I'm gonna do that throughout this, so just okay. put. Um So yeah, obviously we got We got him looking over the maze and it's got a cool charm. and she's like wandering around or whatever. Um and then we see Danny and he goes to he comes across room two three seven. And we see like the famous carpets as well, like you always Spoons um,
1: carpets, love it. Spoons, yeah. Carpet. Spoons carpets. <laughs> that's what they are.
3: He's not wrong. We all... I mean, yeah, exactly. Like, it's not. That's a, that's a first shot, to be honest. First time I saw it, I was
1: like, that's a spoons carpet.
2: <laughs>
0: You've really
3: just wandered into spoons. There's a spoons on the second floor. I'm never going to be able to go back into
0: spoons the same way again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> See, my boyfriend's mum has just redecorated the house, and in every bathroom is. I'm not even joking. The wallpaper is the shining carpet and we were like you do realise that is the exact paper from like designed from it's the shining scarish. and she was like oh shit <laughs> too late <laughs> she couldn't do anything about it but
3: <laughs> that's so weird like
2: it's a cool pattern, like- though
3: it's a cool pattern, but like, I don't know if I'd think it. I don't know if I'd have it on my wall. Not... What in the bathroom did you say? <laughs> it's
2: in every bathroom, yeah. Well, t- there's two, but yeah. Wait, it's in the bathroom. hold on. Every
3: bathroom? How many bathrooms do they He's have? Got,
2: no, no, they've got. A, they, they're in a weird house where there's the downstairs, the middle, and then the upstairs. And the living room weird. and kitchen are in the middle. And then there's bedrooms oh, on the I've bottom. So there's a bathroom on the bottom and house the top. Like this. Yeah, it's really. Oh, large. actually,
3: yeah. I've little little my bathroom on the bottom,
2: big bathroom there. on the top, kind of thing.
3: Bad. I mean. Yeah, he doesn't live in a mansion. <laughs> Well, who puts wallpaper in the bathroom, though? Don't ask. Like, will it not get like weird and I'm just yeah, get like weird? I, yeah, like I don't think do I am in a bathroom have wallpaper. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, it's a what shining wallpaper, so that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, so my only issue with this scene actually is the fact that like he would have had to have dragged that bike up like two flights of stairs. Like, who's got the effort to do that? You know what I mean? Like, it yeah, cuts that, the
2: scene of him like.
3: He's <laughs> just like he's like five or six or something. Man, he was dragging that bike up them <laughs> stairs or something. A lift, right? Up the carpet. Yeah, they've got lifts. But it it out, so it, yeah, but yeah. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, but they're they then, have yeah. their bloody. It's so like, man, parking, it in, go near parking into the <laughs> <laughs> lift or whatever. Is he just tall enough to reach the button? This is this is a completely unrelated. <laughs> Do you know what?
0: Do you know what's really good in this scene? I mean, it's good in the whole movie. Sound design is very yeah, very good. It is, and I love in this scene the the difference between hearing the wheels on the hardwood floor yeah. and then on the carpet it's unnaturally yeah. been manipulated to sound like it's sort of the oh, sound's yeah. being drowned and like it's underwater. Yeah. It's
3: great. It's really cool. It's really cool. I love the sound design in this film. It's so mm. good. Th- there's a bit later on. I'll talk about it a bit more later on. But it's just the way the sound like works with what's happening in the scene. Like when someone mm. screams and it goes yeah. Oh, yeah, or something like that. Like spikes. It's so good. But it's
2: like you said with the screeching violins. I can imagine yeah. at home, that, that can get annoying. But in the cinema, you just feel so uncomfortable. It's loud yeah. and you just can't stop it. Yeah, it works so oh, even, well.
3: Like with the opening scene, even with watching it here, I was kind of like, I can I always forget that that bit's at the beginning with the, the theme. And I'm just kind of like, it makes me so uncomfortable. all <laughs> the screams and the weird screeches and the, the groans. I'm like, okay. I mean, that's obviously the point in it, but like, it's weird. It's really weird. Um, but yeah so obviously then we move on there's the bit uh, where he's writing away and um, it does that really thing is it? Is it I think it's this bit where Danny's about to go into the room but then he doesn't yeah and then the, the music gets like really really tense and tense and then it just cuts suddenly to Jack just writing and mm-hmm. he's like it's like goes really silent and it's just him typing and then obviously Wendy walks in and this is the first kind of time that we see him being like confrontational yeah Um so the bit, uh, interestingly about this scene actually, is that apparently this scene was kind of like co-written between Nichol- uh, Nicholson and Kubrick because Jack Nicholson was a writer while he was acting and he told Kubrick a story about, about how the person he was living with, whenever he was writing and the person he li- was living with would come and distract him, he would get really agitated and really angry at her.
4: Uh-huh.
3: And so Kubrick wrote this scene for him to do. So his reaction, like the bit where he's like, um, if you see me typing or you see me do anything, just assume that I'm working kind of thing, that's apparently something that he would yeah. actually... Yeah, that's apparently yeah. something that he would actually say. So that's why Ooh. he's... I, yeah, like I always get the feeling that that bit is... Um, that's like a really... You get like, I don't know. That's like... I don't want to stingy because it's not... It's one of my favourite scenes-ish kind of. I mean, it's really aggressive, but like the way he... It's a genuine acting, I think. Like, if I was going into acting... Oh, that he means action, it. <laughs> yeah, like, if I was going into acting, that would be a scene that I would study, you know what I mean? Because it's really good. Because you can just see it in his face, the way he's, like... He's like, you know, he's just kind of, like, just fuck off. It, it's, it's really genuine, and I think that's the reason, is because, like, he's actually experienced it. Um, but does anyone actually know what Jack's writing in this, in this film? He never actually says, but there's a hint in this scene... What he's writing,
1: um, well, like what he's, is it? What
2: like? it's meant to be like? Writing. Yeah,
3: obviously, we see the bit later on where he's in the typewriter and stuff.
0: Something fucking dumb. Like, it's not the book, is it? It's not writing the shining. Worry, no, no, it's not. No, he's writing the shining. god,
3: no. Um, so it's it's weird. It's one of the few things actually. Other than it's like a minor thing that never comes into it. Is that he's writing the same thing that he's writing in the book, and in the book he comes to. The hotel, right in some other thing. I don't know what the other thing was, but while they're there, and this is like a big moment in the book, is he's looking around the hotel and he finds like a scrapbook of all the his- like the history, basically of the hotel, and that in the book is the moment the hotel kind of like grabs him, and he becomes like that's like happens in the beginning, and that's the, the moment he becomes like you know the hotel starts to change and make him crazy. Um, that obviously doesn't happen in the film, but in this scene, if you look on the table. You can actually see the scrapbook is open on the table, so he his write the book he's writing is the history of the Overlook Hotel. That's what he's oh. meant to be writing. Oh, yeah, it's I feel really like I weird
2: seeing a book open, but I didn't really pay yeah. much attention to it, so that makes sense.
3: See, this Go is on. the really thing because I thought that he was just you're not meant to know what he's writing, but the fact that they put the scrapbook there tells me that they've obviously thought about it. I thought he already had it. a.
1: Um... Because when he's at the interview to begin with, he doesn't he say something like, "Oh, I've just started a writing project." So like, well, yeah,
3: exactly, yeah. Like, and then in he the just suddenly
1: decides that well, the writing project is gonna be about the hotel that he didn't know yeah. he was gonna be working at.
3: Well, yeah, this is the thing in the book. Apparently, yeah, he's writing on some something completely unrelated, and then he finds his scrapbook and just changes his mind and starts a new project. Maybe and, that about is the an hotel. Easter egg
2: Then maybe if yeah, well, book, yeah, that's what I'm know. thinking it might
3: be. Yeah, mm. but um, it's really cool. But yeah, so. Um, another thing as well. I've actually I've seen the typewriter as well. Just saying, um, in <laughs> real life, real, real typewriter in person. Boom! Another reference to the uh, expedition
1: I went to. You know, so. it's called an exhibition, right? I was I was not just expedition. Say, what I Do you mean
3: exhibition? Oh. Am I saying ex- am I saying expedition? <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Ah! <laughs> That's not what I am meant to be saying. Oh, wait, hold on.
1: I wasn't oh, sure how many like times I could hear you say Expedition. expedition. I mean, expedition. Expedition. I mean expedition? Like, where's he so going? Just go up to the hotel he's thinking. Oh, no,
3: vice I been saying Expedition this whole time? Yeah, yes. you, oh, you never, never that's once so said it bad. correctly. Oh, you know what? That's, you know what? I'm just not going to say it. I'm just going to say... I, I'm not going to say Kubrick it again. Thing. I'm just going to... Just because I'm going to say Expedition again if I'm not thinking about it. Oh, God. Does that mean that every time I tell people about it, I've been saying... Oh yeah, I went to this cubic expedition <laughs> in London, <laughs> Gone round his possibly. house. No one's had the heart
0: to tell you.
3: Like... Oh, you know what? I hope that's actually not the case. Oh, <laughs> it's only angry,
0: tired Jacob at quarter to 11 who's like,
3: fuck off! <laughs> <laughs>
0: exhibition!
1: <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: uh, well, I'm only one of those things. I mean,
2: I haven't had tea yet, so I don't mind if we wrap this up sooner. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well it's okay I've nearly I've actually this, yeah, this the one next one. scene they're in the maze Jack's chasing them <laughs> <laughs> and then the film ends um, but yeah like, we're actually they're the thing now because the snow appears and uh, everything's very cold you know it's a reference to uh, Stephen King um, and you know they have an innocent snow fight and Jack does that really creepy face where he's like staring oh. at the camera and
2: that yeah, literally guard me.
3: <laughs> but like, honestly.
2: I've never seen Jack Nicholson's face so big. <laughs> it was horrible.
3: <laughs> I like to think that that's just that's just Jack Nicholson's resting face. Yeah. And it yeah. was just whispering resting to the camera, face. but camera guy, he was like, hey yo man, get that on camera before he moves. <laughs> and it's just while they were on a break. I like to think that's what was happening. It's just Jack J-B. would just be like, oh, uh, uh, like reading his lines or whatever. So creepy. But um But yeah, so you know, we we go through, we meet the twins, it's that really weird bit. Where um, she's like, come play with us, Danny. I've seen the, uh, the, the dresses that like, they were seeing that in real life as well. <laughs> um, Bro, where when where did what? you see that, Joe?
1: Where did you see it? Where, where did you go to see those dresses, Joe?
3: It was um, this place in London. And it was <laughs> yeah. um, in a building. It was in the a museum. The it room. Was- a brick room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, so yeah, so yeah, weirdly actually, when you saw the dresses, they played the, the the audio of them saying that, so it was, hell, it was mad creepy. But yeah, um, so yeah, it was weird as well, right? That bit where she's like, "Come play with us, Danny." I used to have a mate called Danny as well, right? And I would like sneak up behind him and like whisper that in his ear, and it would like creep him out every single time. But he'd never seen the film, so he didn't <laughs> get the reference. <laughs> and it's safe to say that we're not friends anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> Which is sad, but you know. But yeah, um, but yeah. So you know, obviously, we're told. You know, we got the. We know who the, the girls are. They're being creepy. The weird. I think this film established the whole like creep, creepy twins thing as well. Probably. Like, I imagine that's where this came from. Um, and then uh, we got Danny's playing on the carpet as name of these trucks, and like the ball like rolls into frame. Does anyone like? Has anyone like read a thing or any seen how many takes it took them to get that shot? No. No. So I don't have like an exact number, but apparently it took them a, around fifty shots to get that right.
2: Oh.
3: And it's lit, just the shot of the ball the ball rolling in. Like
2: Oh, that's annoying.
3: <laughs> literally, yeah. But yeah, so then um Danny goes into the room and then there's Jack screaming and shouting, and he's having his nightmare, and he comes and he tells um he tells Wendy that he's having a nightmare about killing his family. And while I was watching it, um, but like Beth turned to me and she was like if you woke up and told me you had a nightmare about killing me, I'd be out the bloody door. <laughs> <laughs> which is a fair enough point, you know what I mean? Like, if someone woke up and was like, oh yeah, I just had a dream about murdering you, you'd be like, all right, bye. It's <coughs> <laughs> not even like, it'd be, it'd be gone. Um, so obviously, Danny shows up, he's got the things on his neck, and she blames Jack, which, you know, I mean, is natural because she knew she didn't do it. And obviously, she's like, well, you're the only other person, so. Um, and he does that really weird thing where he's like sat in the chair and he's like, like, you know, that really kind of thing with his neck where he's like looking at her with like his wide eyes and his kind of like crazy look. Um, he's doing that, mad creepy. So uh, Jack goes for his drink and we find out in the scene that he is a recovering alcoholic, uh, which is like a known thing in the book, but like he's been in recovery a lot longer in the book, whereas in this, is, what is it, like five months or five something months. Or? Yeah. yeah, something like that, yeah. Um, so, this is, that, like I said, with, we were saying before, this is the first time, like, Jacob, for example, would have found out about the, um, in her, in Danny. So you'd be like, all right, well, okay. Weird. It's the
2: first time you hear about him being an alcoholic, actually.
3: Yeah, yeah. You just remembered
2: yeah. about how in the, yeah, in that scene where he says about Danny's arm, she's like, and he never touched a drop since. Yeah, so yeah. Like I so I feel like you need yeah. oh, that yeah. information. It's an oh, important yeah? thing. It,
0: there's other things that I would have cut than that scene to be honest with you yeah. yeah
2: there's a lot of just long corridor shots of just like slow zooms like, yeah. like you could have
0: like you could have slowed <laughs> down like Danny's bike ride and stuff you know just mm. a little bit
3: Like yeah like just cut bits and pieces here and there just make yeah. scenes like slightly shorter and things like that mm. like there's it, like quitting whole scenes seems like a bad decision especially that one you get a lot of information in that scene but I don't know um so yeah, Wendy comes in, she tells him that someone's in the hotel. I love his reaction in this scene. He's just looking at her and he's like, you out of your fucking mind? And he's just like, <laughs> his reaction's amazing. He's just, he's just kind of like, it's a smile he does after it. He's like, yeah, fuck you, uh, whatever. It's amazing. Um, and then obviously it cuts to horror in Florida. Is he in Florida? Doesn't matter. Um, he's in that, But he's in that really weirdly sexual room. I always thought that was really weird. Yeah. Like, it was. out. We thought
2: that it'd be yeah. his face on the woman just to freak us out, but like, <laughs> we were so glad it wasn't.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, see, this is the thing. Like, You see the first one, you're like, mm, okay, weird, but okay. But then it cuts to the other side, and he's got oh, one on the opposite one. side of the room as yeah. well. And it's really weird.
2: It's well creepy. Um,
3: it's, but then I actually read a thing as well, that the scene where it zooms in on his face, and he's all like, yeah, he's all, I don't know, what's he doing? He's, doing, he's, he's, like, horrified or whatever. Isn't um, it when shining. they're having a
2: moment? Yeah. Him and Danny Yeah, are he's, that he's that like, like, seeing together. the
3: thing, isn't he? Yeah. Because he goes into the um, the room, doesn't he, at the same time, and Danny's, like, Kubrick, he, he does that classic Kubrick thing when he wants to scur you, where he just cuts straight to someone making, like, a scurry face. Or, like, scream. Yep. He, he does it in 2001 yeah. as well. <laughs> Literally, yeah. <laughs> the bit at the end of 2001, he does it in that as well. It's really creepy. That should just be um,
2: the
3: thumbnail of this video, just thought all of us going, oh. Yeah, literally. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so a, a fact about when they were filming that scene as well is um, the guy who plays Hollerin is a guy called Scatman Crothers, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he apparently, because they had to do that scene so many times, he, I mean, again, I don't know how true this story is, but this is what I heard, is that he actually broke down in tears. Because it took them so long to do it. Because he had to do it so many times. And it was so... He was put under so much pressure whatever. yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, um, Danny and him have this weird moment. And Jack goes into the room. And his natural instinct, when he sees the woman who supposedly hurt his child, is to kiss her. <laughs>
0: Honestly. Yeah, oh, yeah and it? then... He's a, he's a horny
3: boy. And he, boy, horny literally, boy. there's, like, instant karma for that. Because she turns into a creepy old woman. And he's like, oh, man. And then when he goes back, he doesn't even tell Wendy about it. Cause he's like, man, I don't even want to <coughs> tell her about that. Embarrassing. You
0: know when she's chasing him and, like, cackling, I was cracking up, man. It's it was funny. It really funny. Do you know what is <laughs> really funny in this movie? Every time it crash zooms in on something. I love Gilbert it. fucking loves his yeah. crash I love that. You know, when it like, it's goes, well funny. it's
3: amazing. I love it so much. They don't do it anymore, and they should, because I love that. <laughs> I love that like just zooming in on something it's beautiful the
0: closest you get funnily enough the closest you get is like stuff like Brooklyn Nine-Nine where it'll like zoom in a little bit to accentuate yeah. a joke yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: I love I think it's like that a
2: good t- people are lazy they don't want to have to because for a shot like that you'll have to quickly focus it again and yeah. know exactly what you're focusing it to people are just lazy <laughs>
1: the only so time I've like, ever like, seen it otherwise is on people's like snapchat or instagram stories yeah, oh just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> zoom straight in on someone's like <laughs> yeah. his face from like cute. across yeah.
3: the bar <laughs> see, it's a, see in the 80s that might have actually been scary but these days it's just like a comedy thing like mm. literally yeah. like, if I was making a comedy film I would use that I would like utilize the shit out of it you know what I mean because it's funny as fuck <laughs> um, um, maybe that's why yeah, we was so, okay
2: watching older horror films because yeah. the, to us, they're not scary, yeah. They're not
3: scary, now. yeah. Because they used do things like that. Things that used to be scary that aren't anymore. Mm. But, you know. Um, yeah, so then we see, like, Dick's on the phone and he's like, um, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, go check him on. He's like, yeah, yeah, well, we'll send a squad car up there, which they don't. Um, I don't even know if they say it, do they? I can't remember. They talk don't about they trying, like, to no, They just like, say they talking. got to re- try and ring them. Oh, try and ring them and then when no one replies, they just don't do anything about it. Yeah. So, you know, there's that. Um... And then, obviously, we see Red Rum for the first time. Although no, did we, we see it earlier on? No, this is the first time we see Red Room, isn't it? I think yeah. we yeah. do.
1: Yeah. It's it on like, the like in a flashback or a flash something. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is this. We see yeah, it very it, briefly.
3: Yeah. And then, like, Jack... See, even this scene, when Jack comes into the room, Jack's still kind of not acting like a possessed man, you know what I mean? He sits down, he was like, there's no one in there, and he's like, I think he did it to himself. He'll be fine in the morning, don't have, See, and then he doesn't actually become... An, he becomes annoyed when she suggests them leaving and he's like, yeah. oh, well, I'm writing and I'm in the mood. Of, I'm, I'm in the mood. Do you not realise I have people?
2: To... I have this contract. He's scared yeah, like, when he gets angry. That's,
3: like, he probably didn't need to shout at her and have a go at her. No, like, that's absolutely. an actual valid argument. Be like... You could just be like, I mean, we could, but, like, I'm, I'm in, you know, I'm writing and it's, it's in a thing. He kicks off at her and he goes out the room and... Then obviously we go to the ballroom and meet Mr. Grady and go onto to the bathroom. And there's that really unnecessary use of the N-word like three times <gasps> or something. Yeah, like Jack's that. a racist. Oh yeah. my god. It's so... like I it takes me by surprise every single time. Like, is there any need at all?
0: It was funny though when he characterizes him as a racist. <laughs> yeah, I suppose, but, yeah. But like okay. well, so So here's the thing. Here's again, Jacob, I'm gonna teach you about filmmaking.
3: Ooh!
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. I don't honestly know how well I'm going to be able to explain this. Maybe I should have visuals to aid me.
1: Have you ever
0: heard the term before, Jacob, 180-degree
1: rule? I've heard of 180 degrees. (laughs) As a concept. Nice. (laughs) We can use my
0: pumpkins. (laughs) So, um, I mean, I guess I could try and use these, these Pepsi cans.
1: Okay. He's got Pepsi <laughs> cans. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> your pumpkins. Get
0: him out of here. Spoofy! <laughs> so, 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 um, when you shoot a when you shoot a scene, say you shoot a conversational scene, um, you have like your two characters like here and here, and you will <laughs> choose like one side of them to shoot your camera from. So, like, say there's like a circle all the way around here, and in the middle you've got the line between the two, which is the eye line. You want to say for your camera, for you to to do your two like shot, reverse shots, to put your camera here or here or here or here. You cannot put it here and here because that's really disorienting for the audience because when you flip between the two, so if you've got, if I put this over here and this in the foreground, as you flip between the two, when you cut, if you were to cross the line with the camera, these Pepsi cans would technically change but stay in the same position. When you stay on the same line they cross over like this and you can tell where people are so it's a very very bad thing to break the 180 degree rule and in this scene in the bathroom they break it i think four times on purpose so um there are there is two rules to to breaking it either if you want if you want to cross the line you have to physically show it so you would rotate the camera like all the way around your actors until they have you've seen them move or if you're trying to convey something so in this scene it's being used where you have jack nicholson here and the uh, the the caretaker here and you can see the caretaker's face but not jack nicholson's same thing flipped the other way around yeah so you break the ru- rule in order to show their dialogue to show that there is only one person really having this conversation that it's that not, it's not only two people it's just the one yeah i actually didn't click that filmmaking, filmmaking. <laughs> <laughs> filmmaking <laughs> man. i'll make you a movie maker yet jacob <laughs>
3: <laughs> see i actually didn't really have much written on that on that scene which i should have really because it's like a pretty iconic scene that, like, that's big also scene the scene
0: that's also the scene that I, I I think means Jack has to have the the, the shining because yeah. when he does use the slur, um, he's aware of Dick becoming involved, and, yeah. and if he if he wasn't like if he if he couldn't shine in in some way if he wasn't at least yeah. somewhat force sensitive, how would he know that?
1: Fucking force sensitive. <laughs> well, so see, that makes sense. Yeah, this is the
3: thing as well. Yeah, like. He must have some level of it because when like Dick tells Danny um, about him having it, he says that him and his grandmother could do it, which means yeah. that it goes down kind of. There's like a family, it, it's like passed on, it's like inherited. So Jack, Danny could have got it from Jack, really. When you think about it, like Dan, Jack could have some level of it.
1: I I assumed that um, the the bar or whoever, like, Jack ends up talking to, he's, like, conveying with the hotel, or, like, whatever spooky haunted thing's going on, and then that has the ability to, like, shine or see other things. So they're just, like essentially telling Jack, or he's telling himself, because he is now part of it, or whatever. So I'm not sure if he has, like, at the time I didn't see it as, oh, he has the same ability as Danny has. It's more of he's just, he's gone. He's, he's a lost cause and he's that's, that's fully how possessed and got the yeah. oh, hotel's yeah. power, basically.
3: Mm. See, well, I always thought, yeah, that the hotel was, it was the hotel that was doing it. Like the whole, Because he says, doesn't he, that lots of bad things happen, it leaves like a trace. So I always get the feeling that this hotel, it was built on the Indian burial ground, which means there was already kind of those bodies and there was the whole thing about that there. And then a bunch of bad things happened as well and they kind of all piled on top. And now it's like it doesn't does it ever say I feel like I read I don't know, but the whole the nineteen twenties, the nineteen twenty-one New Year's Eve thing. Yeah. It kind of hints that everyone at that party died or something. Something really there's a scene later on that was cut. It wasn't in the version me and Jacob watched. But when w- Wendy's running through the hotel and seeing all the weird stuff, there's a bit where she runs into, like, the lobby and sees, like, a bunch of skeletons everywhere. Skeletons. Yes. Yeah, which that makes That was me also think- really funny. Yeah, that Yeah, well, yeah it's Well, it's, yeah, it's, it, That right there makes me think that something... Like, it was... Something really bad happened, like... I don't know, someone poisoned the drinks or whatever and died, I don't know. Mm. But something bad happened on that night, which meant everyone died. I think... And I think that's the reason at the yeah, Well, I mean, we'll get into that. But I think that's like a big, huge moment in the hotel. So that's why that's like the most. That's why it's the 1920s when he sees it. Because that was the biggest kind of event that's left a mark on the hotel. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. That's the kind of thing I always felt when I was watching it. Um, but yeah, so the next. So um, he goes and he's, he finds something he doesn't eat. He's talking to Mr. Grady in the bathroom and he's like, you know, you've got to kill your family. Um, and then we go to Wendy going into like that the big thing at the hall room, and she sees the um, the pages, the all work and no play. Which Mate, there's a
0: that scene fucking scared me. The yeah, more and more re- she yeah. flicked through it. I, th- yeah. I think there's an element of 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 as someone who's written stuff, the effort it would have taken yeah. to actually write that shit, especially on a typewriter as well. That is a well. man fucking gone right. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, That's scary. I felt
2: bad for the runner on set who was told to do that on the typewriter. <laughs> Listen, this is constantly. This is the thing.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, no, yeah, they would have had to type the whole thing on the typewriter. And there's there's a rumor as well. Like no one, there's no no one really knows how true it is. But there's a rumor that Kubrick did that himself. That he typed that all of that oh. himself.
2: I mean, I wouldn't That's put it That's not him. something.
3: Yeah, like have you can see what, him um, doing it.
2: Oh, what's her name? What's her name? What, what's the actress that played Shelley? Shelley Duvall yeah. or whatever her name is, it's it said that apparently on set, the, when she's crying in the scenes, she's legit yeah. crying because Kubrick would make her just redo and redo scenes and bully her and just make her yeah. have her well, own sense into madness.
3: Um, in a, like, I've actually got something like, about, does anyone know, uh, like, there's obviously this thing about the bullying, but like, does know how know how excessive it was? No. I,
2: I, I've read it but I can't remember oh,
3: it was so bad he just he like he um, apparently because we it's, it's one of the things that is like big about the film that not many people know is that he was just horrible to her like he was really bad like um, it was like a proper double standards like he would treat um, Jack Nicholson as like all oh, the respect he was like oh yeah 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 Jack Nicholson yeah you're doing great and then he was just horrible to to um Shirley Duvall. Like Jack because Kubik's like, no, he doesn't like media being on set and stuff like that. But he let his daughter like document behind the scenes for this particular film. So there's like a little documentary film that his daughter made, that Cubic's daughter made. And in it you can see like there's a bit where um it's a bit where the filming the um the bit when he's in you know the the freezer or the, mm. the storage thing and he's like there's cameras down here and the film in it and he's like, go check it out, and stuff like that. Hubert gets up and he's like, yeah, yeah, that was really good, Jack. Yeah, really good. And then it cuts to a bit where... Um, it's the bit where they're doing the He's the Johnny bit. And Shelley, like, suggests, like, one thing. And he's like, no, no, I prefer it the other way. Don't like that. He just he just shuts all the um things down. He just shuts all of her, um like, her opinions wrong. He he says that they're pointless and that they're not thingy. He's just horrible to her. And... Um, there was a thing as well, let me see if I can try and find it, there was a, um, a big thing about how there was like this, I think it was the time they were shooting the end when she runs out of the hotel, just after Jack and Danny are in the, the maze, and there was like a miscommunication on set or something, so um, Kubrick and all the crew were outside ready to start filming, and she was inside, and they were like, okay, action, but then she didn't hear them say action, and then, it was, so it was just a miscommunication between the two parties doing it. But Kubrick just he just snaps and he's, he goes over and starts yelling at her and says that he's like, um, she, he's saying you're wasting everyone's time and if you don't look d- um, desperate in the scene, you're going to be wasting everyone's time. And like, there's a thing where he would tell the crew to not sympathise with her. He so don't sympathise with Shelly. He'd say that to him all the time. He would tell the crew not to. It's a bit sound much, like a it? Yeah. 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 He's a sick, yeah. And, People, well, like Stanley to print. Yeah. Oh, um, people try and justify it justify it by saying that he was trying to kind of create the insecurity in her that the character has so that she plays it better and that's actually something that Shelley Duvall says when talking about this experience like she actually says that she wouldn't trade it for anything because, and it's because of the way Stanley treated her she says, oh, yeah, I got my best performance I could because he treated me like that. But, like, he was a bit excessive. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's I a bit still of don't chance. think that he was really... Her, like, all the time. changes like, the was fact was that, that he was a cunt. Mm. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. Like, he did kind of a similar thing with Jack Nicholson. But it's literally, it's no one is excessive. It was something mm. like um, he would only let Jack Nicholson eat cheese sandwiches because he didn't like them and it would make him agitated. That was it. That was the whole... And then with Shelley Duvall, He was like... Oh, no, you're bullying her all the time. It's just... It wasn't great. Um, and that bit, you were saying about that scene where she's going up the stairs and she's crying. Um, does anyone know like, the the number of shots it took to, take, to get that right? It's one of the bit. it's one of the highest, like, takes. Counts,
1: 69.
3: Higher.
2: Is it like 150?
3: A little less. A little less. Well, yeah. It took. I mean, <laughs> no. A bit like. Well, you're looking, so... The the takes it took them one hundred, sorry, one hundred and twenty seven takes it took them to get that right. Whoa, so by those so the way she's all like yeah, literally the way she's all like hurt, she's like crying, she's like weak or whatever. That's because it you were do doing it for hours and hours, and it was just it just broke her down and ugh, bad. But um, but yeah, I love that the bit though the 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 bit where he kicks off it about that miscommunication. You can see it on he was recorded and you can see him like yelling at her basically but she just doesn't even thingy she's just kind of like well it wasn't my you know I didn't hear you I didn't, you know what I mean she's not like cause even though he's a big huge director you'd you'd think that she'd be like too scared to like say something to him but she's just not she's just stood in the doorway like well I can't even get the bloody door I can't even get the door open <laughs> to begin with you know and I'm like yes <laughs> you shout like Stanley Kubrick <laughs> it's amazing um, Jack Nicholson actually said as well uh, that when that when he's talking about her role, he described her role as the toughest job he's that any actor has ever had that he's seen has ever had. Like he recognised that she was like wasn't great, you know. So, um, but yeah, so Jack Nicholson not that bad of a guy as well, even though I said the M word. Um, so <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so he goes crazy, and we get that awesome scene where she's like swinging the bat at him, and I actually. Like that obviously that bit in the Simpsons is really funny as well. Um and she locks him in the freezer. Um and we get that really cool shot from underneath. By the way,
0: that's my point of no return. Um (laughs) this the scene in the freezer it's 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 just the way Jack Nicholson's acting in that when he's got his head pressed up against the door, it's too zany and it reminds me of the Joker, and I enjoy Mm. him as the Joker but that's not the character he's yeah. playing here. Mm. Like, I get that he's a madman, but he was like a creepy madman. Now he's just yeah. a crazy zany madman. And I yeah. start all the tension just from the previous scene, which was really scary, went, and the movie never got it back from me. Do you
2: think if any bit could have been cut, considering they, like, say they cut 24 minutes, do you think that's one of those bits that they should have just scrapped?
0: Yeah. See, putting him in the putting I... them in the freezer is fine having him yell yeah. at her. I mean, there's some stuff in it which, where he's taunting her, where it's really good. Yeah. It's just the bits where he's, like, going mad, licking his lips and, like, wobbling his face yeah. and stuff. That
3: I get that, yeah. Where he does the thing on the door he's like, ooh, like that, yeah. Yeah, It's like stuff. It's, like, see, the thing with it is, right, I wouldn't want to cut the scene because I really love the shot from below. It's just it really cool kind shot. of weird, yeah. yeah. It's really weird, and... But I get what you mean. He becomes this kind of different kind of crazy in that particular shot. Oh, that particular yep. scene. He's like, he's like, oh, yeah. He could have just been like, oh, yeah, go check it out or something. You know what I mean? He didn't have to be all, like, mm. weird about it. Um, there's that bit as well where she, he tries to trick her into thinking that he's just a bit... He's banged his head or something. He's, he's like, like oh, please, I out. need yeah. to
2: go and see a doctor. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Literally, yeah. I, have a, I, I don't know if this is true. This might just be me, like, reaching... But there's a bit in the book at the end where, for like a split minute, for like a split second, split minute, that was weird. Uh, for a split second, he, um, he like he just snaps out of it and he's like saying to Danny, "Is like, oh my, I'm so like, I love you, just run, run away, because I'm gonna kill you." Basically, like he just, it's really weird that like, the hotel just loses its grip on him for like a second, and like he, he's fine, and then he just goes back to trying to kill him. Um, and I mean, I don't think it's a reference to that, maybe in the film, but like. It's, obviously, that doesn't happen in the film. So, this bit, I get the same kind of vibes, but obviously, this is very deceitful in, this, uh, in the film. Um, but yeah, so she goes out and the snow cat's broke, uh, disabled or whatever. Um, and then this is the weird bit. Who lets him out of the freezer? Right. Mm-hmm. How yeah, does he do, do that? It's got to yeah. be. It's
2: the ghost. It's the hotel allowing him well, to Well,
3: yeah. It leads you to believe that it's. He uses the force. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, see, it's because of that that I think that he had the shining. He must do. It. Because how does he do it? There's a theory that Danny lets him out. I don't know how that one works. Um, and there's... See the, it, it's really weird as well, though, because when you watch the behind-the-scenes, the guy who plays Mr. Grady, he was there in full costume while they were filming that.
4: Do and well. you
3: don't see him. He was in that tux that you see him in. And he was there that day filming the whole thing in the freezer, talking to him. So I don't know if it's really weird I find, but yeah, I feel like if it was, um, I don't know, it might, could have been the hotel or it could have been thinking. But that was the, I think that's the reason because I think it does actually explain it in the book. But I think if they kept it out and it, we wouldn't be talking about it right now if he just we'd seen who let him out. You know what I mean? Like it's by not knowing it kind of creates the. Kubrick <laughs>
4: <Ghost words. Huberty laughs> clearly
0: clearly is the sort of person who wants to weird you out and wants to leave out things because he wants you to think about it and he wants Mm. you to talk about it and have an interpretation of it. And at the end of the day, that makes it art. As pretentious as it sounds, that's that's what makes it art. If you can have a thought (laughs) about it, negative, positive, or fucking way around the bend,
3: then it's art. Yeah. Well, see, this is the thing, though. Like, That's not always... Like for a film, I get why they like thinking I I really like this film because it does that. But for other people who don't study film or don't have the kind of the same interests... <laughs> that's me. Uh, Hello. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, like Jake, with this bit, did you like that? The fact that it's really kind of it doesn't explain anything, or so I imagine. Like it's because well, I not I, I didn't mean people like you because you obviously you've got like a bigger, like fan of film. You're like a fan of, like. You're a fan of film. But the casual, I mean, people viewer, who, yeah. yeah, people who just go like, oh, I quite like the look of that from the trailer. I'll go watch it or whatever. I'll watch it when it's on Sky. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. So people like that, like, um, like when my girlfriend watched it, she doesn't like this film because she's like, well, it's it's pointless. You know, what just tells what happened. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like it's. I don't like it because it's. Um, I don't. You know, it doesn't explain it, and what's the point?
1: I it's was watching this with two of my housemates at the same time. And as we finished, we both, we all looked at each other and kind of went, okay, well, yeah. Yeah, sure. What? Yeah, that, that what was, was The Shining. That's the one everyone well, was yeah, that's mad that's about. Funny. I guess you have to know what it is you're looking for in order to appreciate it a well, bit more. Because, like, you can watch, I've seen some shit. I've seen some really <laughs> shit films where, like, there's a plot hole where, Oh, he knows that there's this other guy coming. how does he know that? Doesn't matter. He, he, he just yeah. knows. Or he just gets out of the freezer or the hotel, like the set doesn't make any sense. Mm. Where they could they just happen because Yeah, like watching it as an audience. You don't know if the director's made the thought to do that well, deliberately. Yeah, exactly. Or yeah. if it's just like if you don't look- shit production value. Well yeah.
0: It's it's the sort of thing that you couldn't you couldn't get away with if this was like your debut, or if yeah. you if you did it as something as like your, like your debut, it would only get appreciated way way further down yeah. the line.
3: Like, like I always thought that like with um, Tarantino when he did the thing with um, Pulp Fiction when it was out of order, like he he like took a, he, he was very lucky that people liked that. I think yeah. that could have potentially been a film that no one liked at the beginning. I know everyone likes it, Mm. but it was kind of well received when it first came out as well. So he found the kind of the weird, kind of like middle ground almost. People liked it because, whoops, people liked it because it was like that, and that was like a big risk that I could have potentially blown up in his face, really. No, totally. But it didn't. So, but yeah, I know what you mean. Like it's
1: because to do to (laughs) like have a film that's out of order like that as an audience, you that you don't go oh, well, clearly this is just a mistake. You, you, like, yeah. When it's something that the power yeah. is having the scenes out of order, you think, oh, this is intentional, this is the point. Yeah. But when it's just, if you don't know, it just looks like it's bad filmmaking and these are just yeah. plot holes. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah.
0: but yeah. because it's Kubrick, you know it's... You, yeah, He yeah, yeah, exactly. established that legacy for himself. Exactly. You know he's a nutter and everything is happening on purpose. Like,
3: yeah. Well, yeah, exactly, yeah. Like it's you know that everything you see is there for a reason, and even yeah. if it's like a really stupid reason, it's still you know that's the thing with them when you watch. Yeah, I I get what you mean by what you said, but if it was like his debut or something, it wouldn't have. It's, it's like, like it's like it's like a, the opposite. The, t- the total opposite is
0: um, is Peter Jackson working on The Hobbit. Yeah, sure. where he 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 pre production was happening so fast. Yeah, that he didn't really know what was going on. Like, sets were being built and you can watch him walk around them, like in the behind-the-scenes documentaries, yeah. and he's finding things in them going, oh, look at that, that's weird.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's he's got no
0: time to,
3: like, stop and plan anything. Yeah. Well, I think, I read a thing that they were planning this movie for five years. Like, oh, wow. it's a long time. And they only filmed it, like, in 79, so, well, I can't remember what his last film before this was, but, it's yeah, I, you can you can just see him like every single detail. You'd go through the whole set, wouldn't he, and be like, yeah, no, this needs to go here. And like behind the scenes is a scene when he was in the behind the scenes for this. where they're about to start filming, and then he just tells them to stop really quick. He's like, no, no, hold on a sec, um, less wind, and then they just cut the wind off with a little bit, or less snow, and they cut it down a little bit, and then they play. Uh, then they um, the shoot, and it's little things like that. It's really weird and like. He's like a perfectionist or whatever, but I get it, but um I don't know. But yeah, things like with the um like with this bit about like who lets him out, I think it's a really obvious like thing you see, like who who just let him out. You know what I mean? So I think things like that, it's like when you're saying about with Pulp Fiction, you know that it's in the wrong order for a reason. And with this I feel like you know you've not been shown who's let him out for the for a reason, but it doesn't really make it exactly clear what the reason is straight away. You've got to think about it yeah I this is the point um but yeah so um obviously yeah we'll go from that bit so danny writes uh, red rum on the door and it kind of it's i kind of like that it happens and then as soon as she wakes up jack like comes in through the door crash <laughs> zoom on red Rum yeah. as well <laughs> yeah exactly yeah it's amazing it's like <laughs> it's through the wind at the 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 mirror reflections. it's amazing um, and Jack obviously comes in through the door he's like doing his stuff honey and then he,
4: I'm home like, yeah oh man <laughs> it's so bit, good and then like... he's doing
3: see the bit where he does the kind of um, the little pigs little pigs that bit it's the same kind of vibes as when he's in the the freezer I think yeah when yeah when he's being thingy it's the same kind of he's being all like, jokey and stuff he's gone totally nut job yeah yeah it's kind of because at that point he's just his at that point like he's just going around the corridor going like Danny boy and things like that so um But yeah, so obviously this is the famous scene where he crashes through the door, and um, apparently I read a thing where they had to do that scene so many times, they went through like 60 doors or something to do it, and it took them three days. Yeah, Have you
2: heard the reason why? Go on. It's something to do with, apparently, the props team built a really weak door because they were like, this needs to be easy and he did it and he just he just tore it to pieces because he used yeah. to be a fire marshal yeah and I don't so know. apparently the story is that he just he just chopped through these doors way too easily and then they had to make stronger doors because <laughs> he just yeah. found it way too easy which i find I quite know. funny
3: you know what? i
0: i really i really love how the camera moves with his swings in this sequence yeah
3: <laughs> i like sick. that it does yeah it's so cool see it's um I mean, there's when you watch the behind the scenes for it as well, there's a bit where he's getting ready to do it and he's just, he's going, he's going he oh, like Jack Nicholson yeah. thingy. He does, he, gets, he picks up the axe and he's like doing this and there's like a, there's like a um, like, um, member of the crew just walking like that next to him and he, he does like swing and the crew's like, it's like trying to duck <laughs> out of the way because he wants to wax him with this this axe and um, yeah, he just, he's just going mad and it's proper. I want to like see what are the takes... With the weaker doors, where he just swings and the whole yeah, door just like, explodes on impact, that'd be amazing. He'd just be like, look at the camera like, with the foot dirty now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he comes to the door and get the the iconic line. He's like, hey, "Here's Johnny." And does anyone know what that is? Like, because it was ad-libbed, so he didn't. Um, he didn't think he didn't. It wasn't really. who just did it. Does anyone know what the what it is, though? Like, why he I says mean, it? Like, I mean, I, I
0: assumed, because Jack and John can sometimes just be interchangeable oh, names. Is
2: that his ghost name? So I, well, I, actually, just
0: thought, I just thought that because maybe she called him Johnny when they were sweet and lovely blood oh, birds. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, genuinely That's just the what I got
3: out of it. <laughs> weird that you said that, actually, because I keep bringing mm. the book into it, but his name <laughs> in the book is John, not Jack. But that's not even does, the reason he says Nicholson it. Does Jack
0: Nicholson have something in a contract
3: where he has to be
0: called Jack? He <laughs> just forgets like, his oh. name. I thought like, this as in, well, yeah. Because in Batman, he's called Jack he's as well. He's called Jack, as well. <laughs> yeah. Jack
2: And he just, just confuses him. just forgets his name on the thing,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, like, he's like, you know, when you were talking the other day about like the dog who's called John, and he's like, who's that? I'm not John. That's, <laughs> John. that's Jack Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: He just comes into not the me. door. is <laughs> Danny. Oh, wait, no, that's the kid, not me. just, uh... <laughs> <laughs> like he must do like but yeah no that's the thing that like, he called john in the book he's called john torrance and he changed it to jack so maybe yeah he just couldn't remember his name or something who knows <laughs> what
2: an idiot um
3: but that's not even the reason he says it so apparently the reason he says it is because at the time uh, the tonight show was hosted by johnny carson and at the beginning of every ep- every single um episode um the announcer would say who's on the show and then he'd be like and then here's Johnny, and then J- Johnny Carson would come out, and that's what Weird. it's a reference to. Oh, wow. And yeah, so, and apparently Kubrick didn't even know that. He just thought that he just thought of it on the spot that Jack Nicholson had just done it, and then he put it in the film, and then later found out that was the reason he did it. I don't know that's if he was annoyed amazing. by it, I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's maybe, yeah, he was like, oh no, it's the Master conic Liner. But, um, it, see in the there's no what, this scene in the book it's kind of mm, but there's the, the kind of equivalent line in the book is so shit <laughs> he like breaks the door down and he says I don't know if this is like a reference to something else that happens in the book but he breaks the door down and goes take your medicine and then that's it <laughs> <laughs> so and then it's don't forget that your pills <laughs> yeah, exactly. Two doses a day. <laughs> literally. And then in the TV, it's even worse in the TV thing because he doesn't even say that, I don't think. He just breaks the door down, peeps his head and goes, boo, like that. <laughs> like, I get that it's them trying to It's try like they're not even going to try like, and be iconic. I love literally, that. Literally, it's like right, most of kind line ever let's just not even try. Literally, like. But, like, saying that, though, it's not even good in the book. Like, fix it. Make it better. But, I don't know. It's just, it's so, it's so bad. Um, but yeah, so then we got that bit and uh, I don't know if anyone noticed, there's like a movie mistake in the scene. The bit where uh, Dick arrives and he Jack like turns around and both the panels in the door are missing, not just the one that he knocked down. Yes, I, I know. know did. Yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. We're yeah. yeah. Kind of um, behind. And then I remember when I watched the Doctor Sleep trailer, I looked at it and saw that only one of the panels were missing and I was like, hmm, that's not right. That's wrong. But, you know, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so... Um, Dick arrives, and we get that bit where he's walking through. And honestly, this is one of the only scenes, when I first watched it, where I actually, like, jumped.
2: I fully I jumped. Actually,
3: like, I yeah. when he comes around the corner, and he's like, nah, straight into his chest. I actually, like, proper shit was, I was like, it came out of nowhere. Mm, and, like, I should have been expecting yeah. it, but I just wasn't. But that's um, a jump
2: scare to me. Modern yeah. horror films, a jump scare is used constantly. You see yeah. a corridor, and you're like, there's going to be a jump scare, somebody's going to run at the camera. Oh, no, yeah that well, is a that's a jump scare to me you yeah. don't see it well, coming at all
3: yeah well see, it's, it's like it's on top topic of stephen king like filmed that was my issue with it chapter two i've not seen it yet they kept on well they kept on using the same kind of trick every single time mm. it was the one where someone walk up to like um a curtain or something and he would be like oh there's something gonna be behind the curtain and then he would pull the curtain back and there'd be nothing there and you're like, ah. Oh. And then the person would turn around and the third scary thing would be yeah. behind them or something. They use that so much. and They use it like once in the first film. But in the second one, they use it like constant. Well, not constantly, but a it's lot, the most yeah, used it's no one. Yeah, it's a lot more. And I'm kind of like, hmm. I, I expect it. Like there's a bit where one of the characters walk up, but it's that, it's that example that I just gave. And he opens it and I'm like, oh, for God's sake. It's going to be behind him in it. And he turns around, it's behind him. I'm like, great, amazing, CGI monster,
1: amazing. Need to have like I mean, another I, bluff after that. So he goes yeah, exactly. up, goes up the curtain, moves it, nothing there. Turns around, yeah. still nothing there. And then again, and then it's that. Turns around time. back and looks
3: behind the other curtain or something. You know what I mean? And then he's don't, there.
1: He, yeah, yeah. Like,
3: I mean, I like the story of that film, but it just seems was really predictable, I think. Um. But yeah, so he kills, he kills Dick, and then he sees Danny. Danny's hiding in that thing, and we get the bit where he's walking with the bat, and he's like, um, he's limping. He's, yeah, he's limping at this point. Isn't? Oh, not the bat. Yeah, he yeah. Was. He's like, oh, Danny boy. And, like, I don't know if anyone's ever seen, there's an episode of South Park where Randy buys a Blockbuster and the joke throughout the whole episode is, like, no one goes to Blockbuster and there's ghosts in it. And he's like, oh, I get it. There's ghosts because it's old and no one goes to Blockbuster and it becomes The Shining and there's a bit where he gets, like, an axe. You all right, man? I <laughs> just bang on the wall. No, um, there's a bit where he gets, like, an axe and
4: um,
1: he's like... <laughs>
4: You
1: yeah. don't want to talk now. Uh, uh, <laughs> walking through, and it... get a noise complaint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's like totally like cool.
0: can you, you add a really a road 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 to, uh My neighbour won't fucking stop talking about The Shining.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sam, can you can you can you edit in like a really loud like something noise <laughs> so it's like less like
0: what's
1: going on there well, I, like, I like it's, it's like, like it's putting like a jump scare like... in the in the podcast
3: it's like yes <laughs> just as we were talking about jump scares <laughs> oh that's amazing um but yeah what was i saying oh yeah yeah salt park and they do it and he's running through the corridors and he's like ah it's done yeah there was that that was the whole thing of it um and then obviously they, they go into the maze and they chase through the maze and he pulls that weird mm. thing where he Tracing his steps and stuff. I love that. That was smart. Yeah, I love, That was Yeah, it really was, yeah. And also because the maze isn't even in the book, so that was purely Kubrick, which, you know, I love. Um, and then when he sees all the weird stuff, she sees that weird Burman as well. Yeah,
0: crash. I, zoom in yeah, on the furry that's going yeah. down on the way to. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird, innit? Like, that, so funny. that comes completely and, like, out
2: of nowhere. Yeah.
1: It's like, was so, that supposed yeah. to be. Oh, I don't even know what it was. It was just very off putting. Why was that there? <laughs>
3: Yeah, I don't. I honestly, I don't know. It was, it was really weird, and it, but it creeps you out, doesn't it? And you're like, what the fuck? Um, It's just, it's getting weird. See, I think by her seeing all of the ghosts as well, it it kind of doesn't. It takes away from the theory that um, Jack has the shining. Yeah, because if she's seeing them as well, then that just means that it's just the hotel. Whereas if she didn't see them, you could be like, oh well. I mean, the stuff the the
0: stuff she sees, it's so weird. That I don't even know that you. You could argue that it's not even necessarily the hotel or the spirits or whatever. Like it is just she's she's lost her mind. Yeah, she's completely lost all sense of sanity. So she's seeing (coughs) third people and rivers of blood, and it's all just yeah nonsense.
3: It's well, I think like it's I think by her seeing it as well, so late in the film as well, she doesn't see anything. She's like the only sane one really throughout the whole thing, and then. then she sees it suddenly, and it becomes like this whole big thing, and it's like I'm. Um, but, um, but yeah, so she starts seeing the stuff, and then obviously in that bit we get the uh, the skeletons. If in the version that you guys watched, we didn't have that in our um, cut down Sky version, but um, and then obviously you know they go outside, and then Jack's like oh, no no, he's like mumbling or whatever, and then he freezes, and it's all in the words of Stephen King. And I I like to think it was funny that he um yeah, like he's he like freezes and like it's like he's frozen in the hotel, you know what I mean? That's what I like to think at the end. He's like just frozen in time.
0: And that's the reason he freezes. That's the thing is is I I got the sense that it was supposed to be, yeah, he's he's here now forever, like he can't Mm. ever leave. But the actual shot of frozen Jack is fucking hilarious. And again, maybe Mm. that's something that was scary in nineteen eighty but it's a really funny shot. And I think it almost would have been more effective if you just see him break down in the maze, unable to get out, and the snow just starts burying him and burying him and burying him, and he's like yeah. wailing. And then you can just cut away and you go, oh, well, he froze. Like you just, yeah, there's just no need to remember, I can yeah. make that, I can make that jump. You don't need yeah. to see it. Because it was well, just it funny. Yeah.
3: <clears throat> it would have been a thing, I feel like it would have been better if, yeah, like you said, like he breaks down, he leans against the thing it could literally have just been like a fade shot where it just fades and you see the snow like grow and piling on it maybe yeah yeah like would have been better um and you think about it as well um even in the 80s obviously the camera quality and like the cinemas and stuff the projectors wouldn't have been as high quality so maybe that because we're watching it in hd so it looks not that great but maybe in like the 80s or like the 80s something did it looked okay i don't know
0: but who knows are you- are you actually- you seem a little bit shaken by those knocks, Joe. Okay. He's, he's being really quiet <laughs> no, now. just that he's, he's quiet. That, he's like like, <laughs> like, like, all the energy's going. Like, oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> shit. Shit. That one's next your door. He gonna start coming through with an
3: axe. <laughs> like... <laughs> oh no, I laughed too loud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um... <laughs> so, um, but yeah, um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So
2: maybe it's a good time to wrap it up.
3: The, yeah, so we're at the end now, anyway. Aren't we? So um, yeah, we get we get that final shot where he like joins the hotel, and I like to think as well that that bit basically just kind of so the next time someone comes to the hotel and they start going crazy, um, they Jack is somewhat one of the ghosts that they see. So they well, the way he sees Mister Grady they they see jack yeah they say jack kind of thing. yeah yeah
0: and he i think that's like, why you're showing detective. him in the um, yeah. photograph at the end anyway yeah
3: see this is the thing yeah. can you see mr grady in the picture though i don't know if you can unless I he's in one of the other him. pictures he could be in one of the other pictures though but um but yeah so then I mean, he's part of the hotel now so yeah and um, there's actually really quick though there was actually an alternate ending that i read about uh, in like a version or something i read that there was a version of it that it was on for, it was on the theater for like a week then they, they cut it, they got rid of it, and there's, like, a scene or, like, an alternate ending where it says, like, Wendy in, like, the hospital. And oh. um, the manager comes in, and he's like, oh, well, we went through the whole hotel. There's nothing nothing weird was going on. There was no trace of anyone else. And she's like, whoa. And then there's, like, a, a like a, a message comes on screen. that says, like, the hotel stayed open, and it would still close in the winters or something like that, and it was dingy. Which actually reminds me of the very final last fact of the whole night is that um, the first night that they spend alone in the hotel is 30, the 31st of October, which is Halloween. Ooh, spooky. Yeah. You should all know that I in my notes it says Halloween, but with lots of letters, so it's long. So it's like Halloween. <laughs> so there you go. But yeah, there you go. The Shining. Duh. Nice. Got there That adventures. was Dang. The Shining. We Amazing. got through it
0: so what we're gonna do is we're gonna <laughs> go through it uh one by one uh given any final thoughts we have on the film and we're each gonna rank the movie out of 10 and then we're gonna use maths to get an overall score out of 100 and we'll see where it ranks on our best to worst mo- uh movies of all time list amelia hello
2: okay so yeah like i say for my first time seeing this film um i really really enjoyed it i thought it was really f- I, I just enjoyed it i thought it was a good film um like i say it's it's not really my kind of a horror film in the sense that, like... No, it is my kind of a horror film, even, because I don't like gory horror. This is more of a psychological horror, and that, I think, sometimes is a lot better. And before I forget it, my other Blade Runner thing was Lloyd, the bartender, is actually Tyrell, is Tyrell yeah. from Blade Runner, yeah. who's the guy who creates all the replicants. So there you go, fun yeah. fact. My rating for this film is an 8 out of 10. 8 out of
0: 10. Quite high, I'm afraid. Jacob.
1: So it's no secret that I'm no, I like my films, but I'm not, um, I haven't studied them. So I feel like one disadvantage Kubrick has is now that you can watch his films in any order. You don't watch his first one first and work your way up. Yeah. So it's like you, you get slightly introduced to like entry level Kubrick and then go further. Like the first Kubrick film I saw was 2001. After being told, oh, you have to watch 2001, it's a classic, it's Kubrick. Yeah. Uh, No, okay. Wasn't expecting that. Similar with this, I'd heard it was amazing, heard great things about it. And even just doing this for a short amount of time, I've, I've got to appreciate good tension, good scenes and framing and stuff a little bit better. But, oh, man, it was just, it didn't hit all the expectations I was expecting it to um mm-hmm. so i think that's just a circumstance of it being me and my background so i'm only going to give it like a six six
2: yeah but you're like the ev- you're like every of not every other viewer but you are an audience as well which it's, yeah. it's just it's just bad luck that you have been stuck with free film people that's sort of <laughs> all do you know what i mean a Bit unfortunate
1: that's why i have to like explain <coughs> the whole thing rather than just saying nah shit six yeah <laughs> so yeah
3: uh, um joe um so obviously, I love this film. The rest of the podcast obviously said that, but um, yeah, I, just, I think it, when, I, when I think my favourite horror film, it's weird because it's between those three that I spoke about at the beginning, it's this one, it's Alien, it's The Thing. So I never really have like a, um, like, a, oh yeah, this is my favourite. But if I had to pick my non favourite non-horror sci-fi film, this would be it. And it's not even that it's scary, it's just that I love like Jack Nicholson's performance in it. I love the music Very good. and I love just the set design and stuff like that. So and obviously there's a lot to unpack with it, which is really good when it comes to like a, a thriller. Or, I'd say this is class more as a thriller these days as well. If this came out now, it would be more of a thriller rather than a, yeah. just a straight up horror. Um, but I would give it, because I love it so much, I'm going to give it a 9. There's nothing to nine. It, it doesn't deserve a 10. So. <laughs> yeah. Solid. So uh, I'm going to
0: err more along the side of Jacob, honestly. Um, I'm going to give it a, a six as well. But I, I sort of want to make it clear that with, with, with my version of like out of 10, it's not a case of like everything starts as 10 and then you dock points as problems go up. Everything starts at zero and it earns points on the way. Mm-hmm. And that's six very good points of really good quality filmmaking that you can pull stuff from that's really really obvious that like if you're e- even a little bit interested in making a film whether it be shorts or tv or full features you should watch like this is one of the movies you should watch but like i say i have i had my point of no return i failed to emotionally connect with it so the remaining four points it could have gotten for having like a really really strong like characters and story <clears throat> unfortunately it just wasn't able to get me so yeah I gave it a 6 out of 10. So, after I use maths, that gives us a score of 72.5. Nice. Which puts it at, now, the fourth greatest movie of all time.
3: Who's still 1, 2, and 3? Yeah, I forget. I get every single week.
0: (laughs) 1, 2, and 3 are Baby Driver, Monsters, Inc., and Beetlejuice. I'm happy
2: with
0: that, that's fair. That's not bad. So, that brings us all the way around to the most important bit of the show, and that's finding out what we're going to be watching Mm. next week. So, by the time that the episode comes out, it's not even going to be October anymore, but I I wanted to jump on the Halloween stuff with the spookies and the monsters and the... the, 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 (laughs) Spookies! But I wanted to give us something a little bit different. I wanted to give us our first movie from Across the Pond the first non-Western movie on this show, and I want to watch Shin Godzilla. Ooh!
4: Exciting.
3: Okay. Okay.
0: Uh, So, um, this movie is in Japanese. There is, if you can't be asked to in subtitles, um, an English dub available. However, dubs and movies... You know, we've all seen (laughs) Kung Fu movies at some point, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, um, What I will say is the version that has been released in the UK... As far as subtitles go, the official one is a bit wank and annoying, so it's really up to you which version you want to watch. We're not really going to be talking about the dubby the way; it's just more about the movie. So yeah, um, join us next week then for Shin Godzilla. Let us know again what you thought of The Shining this week. Follow us all over on social media mm-hmm. uh, and like and subscribe. How oh, we done boys? And hopefully your neighbour doesn't kill you, Joe. <laughs>
4: <laughs> See you next time.